This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is All Fantasy Everything, the podcast where we fantasy draft anything and everything from the world of pop culture. On today's episode, we're drafting magazine covers, and joining us today is NBA writer and author Alex Wong. In addition to co-hosting The Raptor Show on Sportsnet, he just published his new book, Cover Story, a behind-the-scenes look at some of the most iconic basketball magazine covers in history. I'm your host, Ian Carmel, and we're joined, as always, by my friends and comedians, Sean Jordan and David Borey. Let's get into it. Episode of All Fantasy Everything, the podcast where two of us are matching. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Big old dicks and mustaches. <laughs> and the podcast where two of us are in Portland, but the two people who are matching and the two people in Portland are not the same. And two Canadians on this podcast. And two Canadians on this one. Fuck. International dude. waters, dude. Also, two dudes with three balls. Yeah, yeah. two dudes with three balls. Two people who competed in the 1998 Winter Olympics in Nagano. Yeah. Two. We got that going for us. Two of Carrie Struggs' groomsmen as yeah, well. Yeah, two Carrie Struggs' groomsmen. <laughs> There's two strangers on the call. There's two str- two strangers on the yeah. call, dude. There's two... Uh, there's, there's there's two intercontinental belt holders. <laughs> two yeah, man. members of Parliament Funkadelic on the podcast today. And two members of British Parliament... The 1942 session. We got Whigs and Tories. Whigs both and Bolivian Tories, presidents. Dude. Both current Bolivian presidents. Are on both, the- <laughs> both, of the, both the shadow government and the current president, dude. They're both on the podcast The one that today. runs things and the one that's the face. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Narcos. I got some conspiracies going okay, on. Okay, that's where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, dude. The call's coming from inside the house. La Casa. I love that fucking show. That makes me be like, you know, being a DEA agent in Juarez would kind of be dank. That's how good that show wow. is. That'd be that's, the worst job in the world. That'd be the worst. <laughs> It'd be the worst job in the whole world. It'd be terrifying. You'd be. It would be a terrible job, and you would be extra bad at it. Oh God! I, sorry, guys. I'm sorry to do this, but you're so nice. Let's go to jail. Alex, oh. you can chime in whenever, dude. No, I'm trying to do the Canadian thing where I'm super polite, just talk like every I already five minutes do and that. stuff like that. Yeah, that's Sean's job. No, I got too much. I got too much respect for this podcast. I love the banter up top. I can't wait to hear about the serpentine rule, all that stuff. You know. Don't worry, Sean's gonna blow it. David's got a pretty thick skull, so it's hard to get through. It's taken two hundred some episodes. I am a dumb fella. <laughs> I'm a brick. David Borey is in a biplane circling uh, La Paz right now. If it sounds weird, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I. 
I usually nail it. I I, lo- I I forgot my dongle. I you know what? I think we just chalk this up to poor producing by one Marissa Melnick. I think whoa, that's what this comes down to. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, we can't. <laughs> it's just a flagrant disregard for audio quality. Guys, 1,700 episodes. I'm going to forget my dongle once. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. I don't even have a dongle anymore. Yeah, See, there's no, some of that content. There's some of that fucking content. Sean's post dongle. Dude, I moved. I'll, let's get. Let's talk about this. I moved a piano yesterday. What's up? Talk to me. I think I made a Roger Rabbit joke already. I will yeah. not do it again. <laughs> you got people in your life who are taking advantage <laughs> of your friendship. That's my angle. This is a brother-in-law. We taking advantage of your brother-in-law. Them in law. Was, it's in tough law, because dude. I was like, yeah, let's move the piano, and it. Boy, it is. I mean, of course, but it's tough to move a piano. Of course, it's tough. <laughs> They make cartoons about it. It's all it. It was the main way cartoons died. That's how they kill the most playful people. I have the a most tough time <laughs> paying for you. movers. I have a tough time with it. I will help move because the whole prince. Do you have anything like that where you're just like, I'm not like parking. I don't like paying for parking if I can avoid it. I'll drive around for an hour. I'll go an hour early to avoid paying for parking. I don't like parking in general, man. Parking's just hard. Same. That's, that's a fact. I, hate I don't parking. drive, but I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> Not a big fan of being parked. I don't. I don't know. I just if we could avoid whole, movers. Piano I, mover is a whole other job. You got movers. That's a job. And then piano movers is another company entirely. Well, let that me, level of specialization. That's like you saying, "I'll go destabilize the Costa Rican government on my own." That's fine. That's I will. the Navy SEALs job, dude. It's a whole different degree at Devry. So what? Oh. <laughs> You can, you can go to DeVry for moving, or you can go to DeVry for piano moving. Piano moving, dude. It's a later part of the commercial. It only airs after 2 a.m. So what happened? He So Rob chopped up all the piano except for the back, but the back is where all the weight is. There's a gigantic steel plate. So it wasn't a full piano. It was like the back wall of a piano, but it still weighed. It maybe took off 50 pounds when he chopped off all the rest. Like all the keys, all that shit was off. But So we just put it on a dolly and like... Moved it down his drive. It was sketchy. But, it, you know, we got it done. Saved $500. So I think it's worth it. You got to buy, like, a wardrobe and make him move it. There has yeah. to be some sort of reciprocation <laughs> yeah. here. He would. He's dope. He would He would do it in a second. Oh, you should get a hutch. You should get a hutch. Yeah, get a hutch, dude. Get a and hutch. Like, don't even empty it. Just tape it shut. And when mm-hmm. he shows up, be uh-huh. like, I, you know, sorry. Also, hutch. Pretty decent boy's name. Hutch, is it? Yeah. Yeah, we know a hutch. Really? Yeah, Hutch Harris. Oh, oh, from here. Mm-hmm. I'm in Portland. I think he did some uh, unsavory things that we, you know, don't want to get into one way or another. I meant Butch. I said Butch. You should Butch name him is a good name. Butch dude. is a good name for a boy. Butch is a pretty I have good a daughter. Name for a boy. Her name is Maxine. Her name is Maxine, and I'll repeat the joke I made in an <laughs> earlier episode, and also five minutes ago before we started recording. Sean has a 48 year old black woman for a daughter. <laughs> God, that would be so funny. I would love that sitcom, dude. Sean's just like taking her to the park. <laughs> Maxine, <laughs> knock it off. Can't drink wine out here. She can. She can. She has. She has her own children. Yeah. This bit's gone off the rails. It's fine. It's all right. No, I love it. When Ian, he was, he was like Maxine. It sounds like he goes. It's a beautiful name. Don't get me wrong, but it sounds like she has just had it up to here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't know why that's the immediate connotation in my head. Even now, after one of my best friends in the entire world has named his daughter that, I'm still like, oh, I got Maxine today. I'm like, you got what? 
Why? What? Maxine's in town? Somebody flew How? her? How? <laughs> like she's your orthodontist? Like what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> um. Yeah, I love it. I love um, it. I love Sean, you guys. I'm I happy. love you, dude. Thank you. I'm I'm dressed as you for Halloween. I think you look amazing. I think you look amazing. I'm going to stand up like this. Treaters for Halloween. I got a, not only a grip but a diesel grip of trick or treaters. We got rid of most of our candy. It was fucking awesome. Love I didn't get none, dude. I didn't get no kind of trick or treaters. It's cr- we de- uh, we decorated our house. I don't know if that makes a difference, but I feel like we used to go to any house with lights on back in the day. Yeah, though I, I'd go to houses with lights off. Yeah, yeah. The lights were off because I took the bulbs. That's right. <laughs> I was a menace. <laughs> Alex, did you guys trick or treat? Where in Canada are you from, Al? Are you from Toronto? I'm from Toronto. I'm originally from Hong Kong, but I came here yeah. when I was like six. So Toronto, pretty much my whole life. No trick or treating, but my my sisters. So I got two nephews. They're like six and ten. She dressed them up. Did you guys watch Squid Game? I guess everybody oh, yes. watched Squid Game, right? Yeah. So she dressed them up. She dressed them up as the players, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like asking my friends. I'm like, "Is that cool?" Because like. Like my, my nephew is literally being dressed up as like a murderer. Like, yeah. I, I know it's like a whole thing, and my sister loves cloud chasing, but like, like it's, it's great for her IG and stuff. But I was like, I was like, they've clearly not watched it. They don't know what's going on. Like, is this like is this cool? Their kids were dressed up like murderers. Yeah, because they're like. Have you not seen Squid Game, Sean? I haven't, but that's most of Halloween dressing up like Michael Myers or Freddy or whatever. They're all murderers. Yeah, I guess right? you're right. I guess you're right. But there's a there's a kitsch value that like gets layered on through the years. I don't know what kitsch means. You know oh, what kitsch like, means? Yeah, I I do. I sorry, I was thinking of it in a different way. You're saying like it's kitschy to dress the kids up like Freddy because it's like been a, or a Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I they're not like a current this season violent a murder scathing indictment of capitalism oh big words big got words it. big words scathing indictment of capitalism got dressed it. up in a I seriously got excited when you said all three of those words in a row scathing indictment <laughs> capitalism dude I always wonder too what these kids feel like when my nephew grows up when he's like 15 16 and he sees that there's photos of him just everywhere on the internet. He's probably, yeah, that's a good point, dude. That's going to be weird. Like, is he going to be cool Oh, with did that? it go viral? Did it, like, spread? No, it didn't go viral, but it's like, I mean, I use him for content all the time, like, on Instagram <laughs> and all this. Like, is he going to be yeah. cool with it? You know? like He better be. Listen, I have both of my nieces coming to Denver for Christmas, and don't ever think for a second I'm not milking that. Oh, man. It's the easiest content, man. I'm gonna put him in. I'm gonna put him in crazy clothes. I might put him on the roof. Take a picture. <laughs> Throw him up there. You get down. <laughs> I feel like in the future, so much of our lives will have been lived online by that point, and especially for kids, that yeah. it will be like grains of sand on the beach. And you know what I mean? Like right. the fact that they have, they probably won't even know what Squid, Squid Game, which was great and I loved, probably won't in like endure. Unless they do like four or five, six more seasons, like the kids probably won't even know what it is like 10 years from now, right? I also think that we're going to reject the internet at some point. I think print. That'd be I, sweet. We were just talking about this the other day. Laura was talking about how she doesn't want Max to see us with our phones all the time. And I was like, I think print's coming back in a weird it's way. I too, think- it's too, it's too, uh, it's going to be too compromised, I think, right? Like, you're not going to believe, you're not going to be able to. Ten years from now, you're not going to be able to believe anything on there. And I think we're just going to be like, ah, fuck this. I think the internet will become so flawless, like seamlessly integrated into our lives by then that we won't even note that we're on it, even when we're on it all the time. Dude. Singularity? Loose change. 
Loose change two. Yeah. Loose change three, dude. Zeitgeist. Bank ever heard of it? <laughs> Watch them, bro. <laughs> Gotta open your mind's eye, man. That's what he invested in. American listeners, reach into your wallet right now. Pull out a dollar <laughs> bill. Look at the top of that pyramid. Whose eye is it, dude? You tell me, bro. Mm -hmm. Mine. <laughs> it's fucking David Boris, dude. <laughs> David Borai. David Borai, dude. That's what they used to call me. Sean Jordan is here, for God's sake. Sean is Jordan on Twitter. Sean Cougar Mellon Jordan. If you're on the Instagram app, you can get that on your phone. You can the check Coug it on your computer. The Mel, yeah. the JoJo. Yeah, if you want to see me doing some skateboard tricks, sign up to Instagram. Huh? Huh? Up and coming app. I, if I could be so bold, can I be go bold? Go on. Go bold. If you're listening to this, go tonight. Don't. And watch Kyle Kinane and I at the Icon Lounge in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Because uh, we'll be there. Slinging the David Bohr Icon Lounge. And then you're you're gonna not like this, but December twelfth, Mike Malloy and I are gonna be at Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. I'm sorry to do it to everybody, but Mike is a persistent little boy, so we're doing a show together. It's annoying because literally tonight you and I are gonna be at Helium Comedy Club, and I feel like you haven't even acknowledged it, and that hurts my feelings. Yeah. So I'll just won't I just won't come then. I'll come pick you up. You meet Maxine. I'll drop you off, and then. I'll just, I don't know, I'll go have wings or something and lie about being at the stand-up show. I'm kidding. I'm coming. And then January 6th, I'm at the Crocodile Club in Seattle. Ooh, the Crocodile. You're doing a whole, like, uh, you're doing, like, an insurrection thing, right? Your whole show? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing is about the 6th. I heard. His hour is all about the 6th. He's storming Capitol Hill later that night. He wears a 76ers jersey. It's uh, It's crazy. I wish yeah, I had themes for stand. Never do. You know how someone's like, "Well, I'm really working on this for the hour." I'm like, "I don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking about." You don't have that. No, I just try to. I mean, if you have new jokes, though, you do have that. Like, oh no, I've never written. <laughs> no, no, these are all these are all the same jokes I've been doing for 15 years. Big wave, Dave. Big wave, Dave. That's my favorite joke that you do. I'll do it tonight. I love It'll it. Be the whole set. I don't care for any of your stand up. <laughs> Last time I was in Seattle, zero fucking people showed up. Seattle. Come to this show. It was embarrassing. <laughs> How long ago was that? They were like, it was it was like five years ago, four years ago. But oh, that I makes, did not that's fair. I did not mention it on the show because we I think I'd only done a few episodes and I'd you know I'd but I and someone's like, why didn't you bring it up? And I go, I didn't I don't know. I didn't think to do that. You talk, but, about, you talk a lot of shit about Gary Payton, dude, and you didn't think it was gonna come back and bite you in the ass. And his son. I don't talk shit son. about the glove. He talks about GP three or GP two. You know what GP2 I'm talking about? All the time. Gary Payton got Dan kids. Marley, dude. Thunder Dan. Can you have two kids that you name the same thing? George George uh, Foreman would have you believe you can have like eight kids that you name but the same thing. But those are different iterations of George. I'm talking, could you just have two Ian Carmels? Yeah. Do I name them the second and the third? No. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. But they're the same generation. Well, Lopez, Anthony has a brother named Anthony Lopez. Our friend Anthony, he has a brother named Anthony Lopez. By marriage? No. So his dad, he's got a whole bit about it, but his dad had him, named him Anthony Lopez, two more kids, named them their names, and then had a fourth kid, named it Anthony Lopez. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean... That's, we've been torn for years. We're like, is that dope or is that... It's pretty gnarly, dude. Here's what I'm about. I personally think life is about distance traveled and spreading it. Spread I mean, it. Whatever it is. If it is... If your it is Anthony Lopez, spread it. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's really funny. So, yes, to answer your question, it's doable, and it's been done by Anthony's dad. 
well, I'm going to have three kids, all David boys. Peanut, <laughs> butter, and jelly. Girls, boys, some mix of the two. All David Boris. You mm-hmm. should, dude. I could. You. You're one of the few people I know who could pull that off and have everyone be like, "Yeah, good." Yeah. I, I've <laughs> always God. thought. I've always thought where there's like, there's like a parallel universe where I have like too many kids. I think so. You have dynasty energy. <laughs> yeah, I've always felt like I could be that kind of guy where I just have like a like like oh David yeah he's just got ten kids yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like in t- if there's 10 realities, eight of them, you have 10 kids. I think it's more often 10 kids than not. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. I think you're correct. Cool guy jokes 87 on Instagram, not on Twitter. You fucking not blew it. On it. Not. You on missed it. the not bus. Quit. On it. Not on trying it. to tag him. Get it's away from work. me. Get people away still, from me. People still try and they just. They hashtag really? David. Yeah, they, they don't think they're the key master, dude. They think that they're the one who can unlock it. It's not the fact. That's, I haven't been on there since the day I stopped it, and I am very happy. What's your reason for not being on Twitter? <laughs> I'm not responsible enough to handle it. I was just bad, and it made me sad, and I and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out a way to do it where I couldn't do it in moderation. I just couldn't. It was like all bad for me. Like you fighting people on there and stuff? No, I would just go on there and look at things. Like doom scrolling stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I would just go on there and look at shit that made me really, really angry. And then like, mm-hmm. then I'd be angry all day about some shit people. And then I get angry at people I know, people I love and shit like that. Yeah. It was just like very, it just wasn't healthy for me. When man. I woke up this morning, when I know we're recording. It's my I, turn to talk. I look up the first thing that's on care. my Facebook algorithm and it was. <laughs> It was ultimate road rage. I watched the whole thing. Six minutes oh of it. <laughs> now, Are you okay? Goes. You're in this room. It looks like you've been taken. Dude, I'm the laughing. room you're in right now, it looks it it does. It looks like you've been taken or you're plotting something heinous. Look, where at, like, look at there's nothing. It's, yeah. it's like David and I are going to be on the news like we had no idea. Look at there's yeah. my outside world. That's oh, no. <laughs> the window's worse than if there was no window. That's such a yeah. shit. I, I can't tell. I can't tell if you're the trafficker or the trafficky. Dear knows, window, man. dear dear listener, the window in Sean Jordan's room right now, it looks like somebody was uh, like crawling halfway through it when they gra- got grabbed by their ankles and pulled back into the basement. Like yeah. it's that kind of window. We all float down here. That yeah. is why they call it window pane. To be honest, now not, that's fact. Yeah, I'm not doing this with you. Well, what going over your kidding. favorite rap lyrics? No, we're not drafting uh, that. You're right, Alex. If uh, we were drafting favorite rap lyrics, I don't know what your first pick would be, but David Bowie's first pick would be, <laughs> and I guess that's why they call it window pane. Eminem, Rihanna. Oh man, I would. Mine would be uh, Drake. Uh, shout out to Asian girls. Let the lights dim some. Yeah, I crack up oh, every time yeah. I hear that one. God damn it, he's good at and it. And you know he was feeling himself when he did that too. I was like, God yeah. damn. You know he wrote it down as dim sum. Like, damn, man. Oh yeah. You know damn. what? You know what Drake lyric I would take is haven't done my taxes. I'm too turned up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I relate to that. <laughs> pretty yeah. dang point, dude. I also love it's on like Certified very... Loverboy, he just like randomly nominated himself as co-parent of the year. Even though he yeah. sees his kid like four He's times a year. He's done nothing to earn it. No, you do, you He's don't, done nothing to earn it. Other people tell you you're a good parent. You don't anoint yourself a co-parent of the year. Man. He bought it's him wild. a Rolls Royce power wheel. Yeah. We just found out about your kid late. You know what good parents do? Tell you about the kid when they're born. That's like the main good parent thing. Uh, speak, Pusha T's mom died, dude. I don't know if you what? guys saw that. Oh, really? Yeah, he posted on the same, the same mom where Mildred's in the Bahamas for the month. 
when he was oh, talking man. shit about other rappers who don't take care of their moms. He put his mom in the Bahamas for the month. R.I.P. Mildred Pusha T. Ah, that sucks. Shout out to him and Malice. That's uh, yeah. That's it is perspective, man. It uh, you know it makes you think. You guys just took a drink at the exact same time. Also, David never wore a mask. I did. I don't have COVID. I've never had COVID. Don't do that to me. Also, I'm not doing anything. I'm taking the end of the year off. I'm going to Europe. I'm gonna I'm gonna poop in a toilet that swirls backwards. That's where I'm gonna be. At a babe. That's exactly what you should be doing. I love that. I'm going to the south of France. Saint Tropez. Nice. Neat. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's pronounced nice. Nice. <laughs> It's actually pronounced niche. Uh, but, you know, uh, I am having a faded in Denver in December. I think the 17th. Go to that. You know, come see me. You're, you're already going to come see me and Sean at Helium tonight. And I'm so thankful to you guys for it. You guys are really great. You know, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. It can't. It couldn't. Oh, no. God. You. T- I mean, look at the angle, dude. The plane doesn't do that. <laughs> Look at the angle. A robot did it. It was planned. I mean, if we're going to get into 9-11, the... the... <laughs> God damn. Where were you all during 9-11? I remember Where were vividly. you guys? Because we've never had a good answer. I went to school, and I remember this kid, Ryan Bailey, was like, did you hear, did you hear that somebody crashed a plane into the Twin Towers? And we called him a word you're not supposed to call anybody anymore. Yeah. And then we got to class, and they were like, Somebody crashed a plane into the Twin Towers, and I was like, well, Ryan tried to warn us all. We owe that piano mover an apology. <laughs> I was working at the skate park in Sioux Falls. I thought somebody bombed Epcot Center when I woke up because it cut to Epcot Center for a second. Wait, but wait, wait, wait. There was a Were scroll on the bottom. more or less worried if that was the case? They get different, news in, they get different news in South Dakota, dude. Different well, they gotta, news. They got a spoon feed us. They put some sugar in the water. They're like, Epcot Center, but the, the scroll... The scroll said what really happened. That's messed up. South Dakota 9-11 was a... (laughs) Somebody had a heat stroke at Epcot Center. Oh, shit. Damn, man. Like, oh, no. We should get him some goulash, huh? No. quick. I was outside McDonald's. I was in high school, and it was first first period. I had a break. We were rolling dice with friends, just gambling for $5. And then these kids... dice in the corners of the public school. this is a very interesting thing that you just glossed over. What's up? (laughs) You were shooting dice when 9-11 happened? Yeah, outside the McDonald's. And then I, my, my friend rolled a four. I forgot what the game was, but like the, the, he, rolled the, he rolled the worst thing. And I was going to win. These kids come over and they're like, yo, man, plane just flew into the towers. And then we all was going to run to Radio Shack in, in the same plaza to just go watch it on the TVs. But I was like, hey, let me roll first. So I won my $5 and then we went to Radio Shack. Yeah. I always Man. remember that. Yeah. You and the rapper Noriega, the only two people rolling <laughs> dice during that <laughs> No, man. Amazing. I love rolling dice, too, though. I feel like Noriega kept it rolling, too. He just saw yeah, what happened. No, he, he, didn't, was like, he didn't stop. He's from New York. Third Eye New. Uh, Alex Wong is here. Alex Wong, author of Cover Story, the NBA and Modern Basketball as Told. Through its most iconic magazine covers, a book I am currently reading. Wait, you can read? 
It's pictures. It's a lot of pictures. It's, it's about magazine covers. <laughs> it's a lot of pictures. Those were I, so like there. There is every all you you know the people who can read. I actually feel sorry for, and I yeah. want. I've been wanting to say this for a while. It's people who stupid. can read, I actually feel sorry for you <laughs> because the beauty and elegance of of font of text. <laughs> When you can't read is so much more evident. Like an H, like when you guys think of H, you're like, okay, that's part of a word. I get that. For me, it looks like two people shaking hands, and it's beautiful. That's how I feel about being unathletic and watching basketball. Yeah, it's it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I don't understand the game. Oh, you guys know about the post and no. down low. I just see men dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And H looks like two dudes with boners that are just barely touching, you know? So there's like a lot of hot letters in this book. Uh, a lot of hot letters, dude. It's called Cover Story. Everybody should cop it right now. Steven underscore LeBron. Steven with a V. On Twitter. Steven with Steven a V. Steven with a V. Yeah. And then the underscore. Now on Instagram, which is an app you can get on your phone, it's Steven LeBron no underscore. Still a V, though. Still a V. Still a V. I've, wa- I've wondered for what is the what is Steven LeBron? Because I, I was like, is that the dude from Duran uh, Duran? But that's Simon LeBron. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here's, here's what happened. So before before I became like sports writer slash author, I went to school for business. I was, a, I was an accountant in my 20s, and, and I worked all these corporate jobs. When I signed up for Twitter, I was like, I was like this like financial analyst, and I was reporting to like the CEO of the company. So... I couldn't have anything traced back to me because I just wanted to use Twitter. I would go in these meetings, these dumb meetings, PowerPoint presentations, meet with clients, and I'd live tweet them. Like I'd live tweet them to like my 17 (laughs) friends at the time because they thought it was just hilarious. But I was like, if HR gets a hold of this, like I'm done. So on the day that I signed up, there was a headline on USA Today. It said Cleveland's LeBron suspended 50 games for steroids. And it was like an all-time clickbait headline because when you clicked on it, it was a Cleveland Indians minor league pitcher named Stephen LeBron. So I was like, this is hilarious. I claimed it on like WordPress, claimed it on like, you know, Twitter, all this stuff. And and it just it just stuck. Like I just never changed it. Dude, that is dope. Yeah. Amazing. That rules. When did you make the when did you make the full time transition from accounting to uh to to accounting for the sports goings on of the Toronto area and the NBA at large? Yeah, That's so this right. was probably around like this was probably around like seven, eight years ago. And it was at that same job. So like the whole company restructured and one day yeah. an HR person called me in and was like, Hey, we're eliminating your role. And I was like thrilled. I was like, man, I've been trying to wait to leave this industry. And like, I just like didn't have the balls, but now you kind of made the decision for me because I'm going to do it. And I told him, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to move to New York, which I did. I was like, I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to just try to become a writer. And I still remember him handing me the pamphlet. He's like, Hey man, this is a suicide hotline. Like, if you're not doing Whoa. well right now, like, what you should make the call. No, because like, no, no, no. But like, to him, I probably sounded so unstable because I was this like right. button up guy. Like, I was right. really quiet at work. I never showed my personality or any of that. Right? Like, I was just this quiet dude. And like, suddenly he sees me in here. This is the first time I've like opened up to him. And like, it's a, it's a financial analyst of the company being like, hey man, I'm gonna go to New York. I'm gonna write about basketball. It's like it sounds pretty delusional. But I still remember that. I still remember that conversation. And then, and then, like a couple months later, I got married. I, I moved to New York, um, and then I was there for four years. I got divorced. I moved back to Toronto, and then that's my whole <laughs> life story. <laughs> you were probably like so excited for the first time since he'd known you that you seemed manic. You know what I mean? Where you were like, yeah. "Oh shit, I get that." I yeah, because 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 I do a I do like a radio show now, like every day, uh, Monday to Friday here in Toronto. 
on on like a pretty prominent station. And like, I'm sure there's people who used to work with me who listen to me. And like, when they hear me, they must be just like flabbergasted. That guy? Yeah, because like, I was like the <laughs> most, I mean, I'm not that funny now, but like, I was just like the most lame, just like basic dude at work. Like, I wasn't trying to let anyone see who I was, you know? Yeah. I was just there yeah, to that's cash how checks. I was at work too. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. I never used to hang out with people at work. I no. never like, I don't even, I don't want you to know my friends. I don't know. I don't want to know about no, you. I don't, I don't want anyone I, to know anything about my story. And, and my thing was always like, I don't really care about you guys. So like, I don't want you to know about me either because I'm not here to yeah, hear yeah. your story. You know, even 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 this job, I'm like that. I have a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a hidden family like Drake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have a whole thing going on. I sell insurance in Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) You were just in LA and I had no idea. You were just here for like two days and I saw pictures of you at shows. I did not stop. I don't even want to talk about it out here. I literally did not stop working. Yeah. It fucking sucked. But, you know, watch Eric Andre season five or six or whatever. Make sure you watch that. Thank you. I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. You're not going to do a goddamn thing, I'm dude. I'm going to come down these stairs. I'm going to put on shorts because I'm in my underwear. At so your what? leisure, I'm You're sure. You're going to come on his stairs? I'm going to come up right up. <laughs> yeah, David's nuts when he's here, man. Yeah, I go crazy in Portland. <laughs> All I'm saying, David, is Dana made a beautiful red velvet cake, and you could have had a baby. She sure did. Oh, my God. Tell Dana I've been listening to the, the, the oh, what's it called? Haleywood? Haleywood, yeah. I have too. It's very good. It's, it's real good. Very good. It's the only other podcast. It's yeah, really good. Yeah, I was I meant to tell you that a few days ago. It's it's I've been listening to it before I go to sleep. She's got that silky voice, dude. Yeah, she's like she's, just, she's very she did, good. It's so it's like the whole thing is just it's really good. Don't take your beanie off just because I took my beanie off, Sean. I did. Don't fucking do that. We're looking alike. Now I'm dressed like you. I did. <laughs> Now I'm dressed like you. <laughs> Alex, tell us more about Cover Story. Cover Story. Man, just go on a bookstore site and buy it, man. So I don't got to talk oh, about easy, it. Easy, no, Vincent um, Chase. Um, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. no, no. I, I, worked on this, <laughs> I worked on this during the, the lockdown phase. Uh, you know, honestly, during the pandemic. It, it was uh, uh, something I wanted to put together for, for, for a little while in terms of covering a period from, from 84 to 2003. Just the most popular, most iconic basketball covers and tracing through when Sports Illustrated put Michael Jordan on the cover like 50 times and then pissed him off when when they told him to bag it when he was playing baseball and Michael was just like... Wear a condom. (laughs) Michael was just like, (laughs) I'll never talk to you again. Lots of Slam Magazine stuff in there. Uh, Lots of hip-hop stuff too with the source, with Vibe. Because they were so influential. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're saying we're saying pics right now, but no, we're not. We're not saying pics. We're saying <laughs> we're magazines. Just saying magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's no, just say right. I have a source and a vibe on my list. Damn. You've always oh, had a source surprise, and a vibe. Surprise, dude. So do I. But there's a clear number one pick for this fucking. By the way. Just, just throwing it out there. We'll anyway, continue, that. Alex. We'll I, see about that. I apologize. No, I apologize. but it, it just, you know, I, I interviewed interviewed around 100 people, you know, mostly editors, photographers, writers, just, just people who put together these stories to, to just really tell the story of why these magazine covers were so iconic. And now that the time has passed a decade, two decades later, why they still resonate so much with people. So it was a fun project to work on. I guess that's my that's my whole summary. Love it. Well, I just bought it. How about that? <laughs> you just bought it? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Let's I got go. Amazon. I got I keep oh, it on. Oh man, my publisher are gonna be so happy, man. Made keep one sale off a of pod. Let's fucking go. 
Let's do talk it. To, talk to for, you talk to former AFE guest Jeff Weiss in here, former AFE guest Russ Benson in here, future AFE guest CJ McCollum in here. <laughs> <laughs> you can swing CJ. You, you got that. I know you got that clout. We're man. trying, man. One yeah, day, CJ is you, way too cool. I, I wouldn't be able to say AFE anything. Future AFE guest Bugsy Bugs. Future AFE guest Peter Guns, dude. <laughs> oh. A lot of future. <laughs> Future what AFE guest future. What was what was Peter Guns like? Yeah, Peter Guns. We just talked about Shaq because I wanted to know what it was like <laughs> working with Shaq because because he like ghost wrote for him. He was telling me all these stories about he ghost wrote for Shaq. Yeah, he was one of Shaq's like closest guys, and like Shaq used to fly him to Orlando, had a whole studio. He's like, yeah, man, Gary Sheffield and like Ken Griffey Jr. would just come by and we just hang out. And actually, the funniest story he told me is, so Shaq was like pretty generous guy. I think he still is today. So he would fly guys down, put them up on hotels, like no budgets and stuff. But he's like, yeah, man, when, when Big Pun and Fat Joe came out, like they just ran way over budget. Like, I guess they just ran their card on everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're the only two on a budget. That's a lot of stakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is, dude. Anyways, none of that made it. None of that made it in the book. Now I'm like, fuck, it should have. That's, a, that's another book that you should that's write. That's another book, dude. Yeah, that's Peter a Guns, different... Fat Joe, <laughs> Shaq. Nah, it's, yeah, it's crazy, man. No, shout out to Peter Guns. You should Guns. write a whole other book about NBA rappers, dude. That, that's a whole other book. That's the next one. I follow Peter Guns closely. <laughs> you probably do, don't you? Yeah, he's on Love and Hip Hop. I know what he's up to. Yeah, God, that's that's with the eye on the top of the pyramids looking at, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I I watched the that YouTube proto. video, so I'm steepling a lot with my hands now. Uh, make sure you pick up that book. I'm really enjoying it. So I just far. did. It said it's going to be delivered tomorrow, which is weird because I will not be home. I think if you if you're into the stuff that AFE's into, you're gonna be into this book. Make sure you pe- catch it up. Uh pick it up. My name is Ian Carmel at pick Ian Carmel on Twitter, at Ian Carmel on Instagram, at Ian Carmel on Jewish cover story. Which which is mostly uh just pictures of that Heeb magazine that was around for a while. <laughs> Wait, that's a magazine? There was a magazine called Heeb that was like a that was like a it was by Jews for Jews, but it was like oh, a yeah. it was your FUBU. Yeah, it was our FUBU. It was our FUBU. It was like a sort of a pop culture-y, it's cool that we call it Heeb kind of thing. In I a way feel that- like when No Effects came out with that album, they made kids that were my age at the time feel like it was okay to say, and it sure wasn't. Because I-, I remember not knowing that was a bad thing, really. You need like three different people to say the name of that album, like hanging yeah, out together. Do. Uh, or me and Smith sitting in Smith's room a ton. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that that was the name of the album. Also, dinner was lovely. I didn't... The birthday dinner. It was fantastic. Thank you oh, for dinner. Oh, you're on going air. back to that. Yeah. We had a fun... I just... It popped into my head. I didn't thank you for it. We had a fun 40th birthday dinner. We all got buck and we had a nice meal and it was amazing. So thank you for that. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, I loved it. Felt like a grown-up. That's because you're 40. Yeah, you're 40. I sure am. I didn't act 40. I was dressed like a 40-year-old, but I didn't. I didn't drink the beverages that a 40-year-old would drink. I had a lot. Oh, Jaeger bombs? No, nah, I don't know. I had, I, had I had a jello shot that night. I had a little bit of everything. We had a rum drink. We had a vodka. At the, just at the restaurant before, we had a rum drink, a vodka drink, and I had some whiskey drinks. I, I was like, this is all of them. He went full. He chumbled one, but that night, yeah. dude. <laughs> it was tight. I had a really, really good time. It was a lovely little evening. Mm-hmm. Lovely little evening. Lovely. Uh, watch the Late Late Show with uh, James Corden, where I'm still uh, the sidekick. We listen to All Fantasy Everything, where I'm still on most episodes. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're on watch- every episode. Yeah, you're on every. <laughs> <episode. laughs> 
Listen to or watch Sex Unzipped on Netflix, where I'm one of the talking heads with me and Sweetie. And although I've been told her name is pronounced just Sweetie. It's hard to do, though. Why is the A in there? <laughs> Listen, who are you telling? Who are you telling? Why is the A in there? I'm on there with Sweetie, dude. Watch Sex Unzipped on Netflix. Uh, yeah, just keep your eye out for various projects. There's, a, there's Something's coming back soon that I didn't know was coming back, and that's going to be exciting. Today's is it, episode. Is it Star Trek? <laughs> it's Star Trek, dude. I'm on it, dude. I'm playing. It's Star Trek, but I play all the roles. I'm Eddie Murphy in a Star Trek series. I would straight up pay money to go watch that one man show. Of course, That'd be fun. If you Eddie Murphy Star Trek, I'll I'd, put it I'd, together. I'll be. I'll be there. Bell House, New York, coming live. <laughs> I'm afraid it would be problem. I'm, I would somehow end up being problematic just because I'd run out of voices to do, and I'd accidentally do like a Jamaican Spock and uh, get canceled. <laughs> Uh, Jamaican Spock. <laughs> That's actually my Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Jamaican, Jamaican. My cardiologist is Jamaican Spock. <laughs> Bumbaclot. You got a I blood buckclot. I, I couldn't think of a thing that cardiologists say. Spock, this guy says bumbaclot. Yeah, he's a Jamaican Spock. Oh, he's he Spock. is. I, I lost the bit. It's okay. We're having it's fun. Right. We're having fun. We're having fun. Well, we're not gathered here to do the bit. We are gathered here to fantasy draft magazine covers. Now, not just iconic NBA uh, magazine covers, as covered in the book Cover Story by Alex Wong, our guest today, but all <laughs> magazine covers ever dating back to whenever magazine covers started. We're fantasy drafting them. Now, the way we determine the order of that draft is through a rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors, played between the three of you, and we throw on shoot. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. Ooh. Oh, three different ones. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh. Oh, Sean Jordan victory. Rare, dude. Like Mr. Clean with hair. Sean Jordan, <laughs> as the winner of Rock, Paper, Scissors, it is incumbent upon you to determine the order of today's fantasy draft. But before you do that, I will remind you it is a serpentine draft. Cool. And what is that? That's ah, a great question. Ah, I thought you got it. Let's say that you're the coach of a... I thought you got it, you dumb motherfucker. Let's say that you're freaking numbskull. Let's say you're coaching a little league team. And you got to do that batting practice where you... So you want all the infielders to like field some ground balls before the game. So you stand at home plate. You bat a grounder to first, bat a grounder to second, bat a grounder to short, bat a grounder to third. Uh, You're definitely not done fielding grounders before the game, though. you got a really, really, really tough little league team. They're from Brandon, which is like where the good little leaguers play. So mm-hmm. you keep going. You bat another ball to third. They field it well. You bat to short. You bat to second. They kind of bumble it. You bat it to first. Normally, you'd be like, well, we don't need to go so heavy on the ground balls, but second kind of fucked up. Her parents are getting divorced, so what are you going to do? She's Her head's in a different place. So you scream at her. You scream, get your head in the game. Scream it. Make sure everybody hears. And then you bat another one to first bat another one to second. She bumbles again. So you're like, well, I'm already coming back, whatever. But bat another one to short, bat one to third. You really say, don't worry about your parents' divorce. Like, really let her know. And then she's mm-hmm. like, all right, whatever. It's going to happen. Life is life. It's not a big deal. We got to win this game. So you bat to third, bat to short, bat to second, bat to first until, you know, they kind of got it. And then you play the game and you win. But her parents still get divorced. <clears throat> Basically, what it means is you pick fourth in the first round, you pick first in the second round. Yeah. Sean, with that in mind, what will the order of today's draft be? I gotta go first. Oh, I, I, I think that I know what you're gonna take. 
I'm it's between two, and I'm sure that you know them. I think I have a good feeling about what I have a very happen. personal list. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, I are a lot sexier than I thought. Yeah. Well, Alex is going second. There we are. There it is. David, to our guest. David, your third. Ian, your fourth. All right. Hot corner. Hot. All right. I'll figure it out. Corner. I'll figure it out. Hot corner. <clears throat> Digging deep, dude. You got that shovel all the way in the gravel. <laughs> you have been working too much. I, That's that I've been working too much cough. Sorry, man. I, I, I am. Oh, sorry. Don't apologize. I'm I just am, saying. I am straight up maxed out, dog. That dude is maxed out. <laughs> I'm at capacity. You're putting, you're putting, you're putting business on six different credit cards right now. I have a lot of credit cards. It's an issue. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what's not an issue. Sean Jordan making the first pick, which we will get to right after this short break. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Wondery. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series from shows like Kid Nation, CBS is weird, like Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town. Sounds insane. Uh, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Also sounds insane. On each episode of Wondry's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem, the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, we're back. Welcome back to All Fantasy Everything, the only podcast that has ever existed. Of course, except for the aforementioned Haleywood, as narrated by Dan Dan Dana Schwartz, and uh, Noble Blood, also by Dana Schwartz. Fuck with her shit. The only media that's ever existed, outside, of course, 
cover story. The NBA and modern basketball, as told through its most iconic magazine covers by Alex Wong. Pros and pictures. A little bit of something for everybody. Sean Jordan, speaking of magazine covers, you have the first pick in the magazine covers, All Fantasy Everything Draft. What will that first pick be? If you're listening to the show, you're a fan. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> means the world. Uh, and you've seen the logo for the show. And that you is motherfucker. Walk, what are you doing? That is from the Death Row Vibe cover 96. I'm going to bear hug you and jump down the stairs. There were two. Okay. Is that one of the ones you thought I was going to pick without saying yeah, the other one? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I, that you I know the other one. I'm sure you, and, unless Alex. I can think of two reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these those were the only like when I heard this, I was like, "Well, there's been two magazines I know for sure that made it to print, and those were the the two." <laughs> magazines. But anyway, Death Row '96 vibe. That was in 1996. As far as I was concerned, there were four people responsible for all the music in all of the world, and it was the four people on the cover of that vibe. And that's all I cared about. It's all I listened to. It's all I gave a fuck about. Ian, David, and Marissa. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I helped, you know? I I would have put money down that you only took skateboarding magazines. I didn't think that I didn't think that'd be fair. I didn't even I I immediately thought that that was gonna be Sean's first yeah. pick. It was gonna go one of two ways. I have two skateboard one that'll pick, I think, but um uh yeah, had to had to pick this because it was it was immediately popped into my head. That's what that's all I cared about in 1996 was that and skateboarding. It was death row and skateboarding. Honestly, I, I listened to Tupac every night before I would go to bed. I would play one side of all eyes on me. And oh, I would just here's a question. Nine Did you listen to Tupac in the bath in the mornings? Yeah, no, I didn't listen to music. I like to, it was me time in the bath. <laughs> I think that I, I crazier. <laughs> I have a theory that you, Watching all these fight videos and you falling asleep to Tupac are related. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree. I think those are related. I'm not gonna disagree. Yeah. I think the fact that the, what, what lulled you to sleep was Tupac Shakur. That would yeah. And there's you know in the like especially on the B side of All Eyes on Me second tape. There's there's some of the fight songs like can't see me stuff like that where you're like i was just gonna say you're going to sleep listening to can't see me (laughs) yo you can't see me is like the least peaceful song the beat (laughs) is not peaceful what he's talking about is not peaceful at one point they have the sample where he goes which way did he go george which way did he go like that's insane to go to sleep to it is that's that's like that's that's not you. You're sleeping violence. It sounds like a shootout, like in a in like a in like a a cotton the cotton club in Harlem, like in the 1930s, yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. It should be on the soundtrack for that movie Hoodlum. Yeah, yeah. Which I watch a lot. Weirdly, you know what's fun about this cover is that all the music that they had put out up until that point, we weren't that disconnected from yet because the Chronic was only like four years earlier. Uh, right. Doggy Style was only like three years before that, right. and then you had Tupac, like All Eyes on Me, which I know he had other stuff, but like those are what I'm talking about are those three albums, and they weren't what even all his, Death Row. But what it's was just his like first album called Son. <laughs> I just said it. It was strictly for the uh, 
Explode deleted. And then Heaps. it was Tupacalypse Now. I'll say the other ones. Me Against the World, you know, Tupacalypse Now. Anyway. Um, and then you had like the deep cover song where like everybody kind of first heard Snoop. Like all that was still pretty <clears throat> new. And then they made California Love. And that's, I think, what kind of sparked this cover was like Death Rose taken over. And yeah. that cover is just perfect. It's so sick. They look so hard, all of them. It's a little bit scary. It's very cool. Yeah. Black and gold, very, baby. Very classy. Mm-hmm. All they got on is black and gold. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just icy. If I, I don't know, if I, maybe if I could, if I like got, get my silver tongue going, I can talk Lauren to letting me frame that somewhere in the house. That'd be pretty dank. Like, I think I you can put, put it in, in that room that you're being trafficked in. Oh, this is the old crib. <laughs> we got to. I don't get any. I don't get any say in what goes on in this room. I'm talking about the new crib. No, you oh. definitely don't get any say in what goes on in that room. Yeah, a guy in a ski mask does. Vibe ninety six. <laughs> you want to hear some crazy shit? My buddy Nick back in the some day. Some Chechnyan man does. <laughs> I think I've told you this, but my buddy Nick back in the day, we were in high school. He, we were just bored one night, and he stopped at a Seven Eleven, and he's like, "Check this out." Put a ski mask on. Went in and bought a Gatorade and just walked out. It's like it was it's insane to think about doing that now, like going in somewhere with a ski mask and shopping. I feel like the owner would shoot me had I done that. Yeah. I mean, it's insane to think about. But we just we were like, oh, how funny is this? And anyway, uh, vibe 96 death row. Yeah, that's a good call. Thanks, Great pick. Alex Wong, time for your first pick. I'm going to take a 1998 Sports Illustrated cover with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa yeah. in, in wearing the togas, the gladiator sandals. So this one is yeah. really personal to me. Actually, it's not. It's just hilarious because they were obviously both, uh, you know, using, uh, you know, performance enhancing drugs. But I remember spending that whole summer watching more baseball than I ever had because of the home oh, yeah. run chase. And my favorite thing was Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa became like best friends during the whole thing, like just congratulating each other, chopping it up all the time. And then a few years later, after Sammy Sosa spent like five years doing all these English speaking interviews, he got called in to testify to speak on his drug use and he brought a translator and suddenly he didn't know how to speak English and you know what at the time what? I clowned him but in retrospect I kind of respect it that was kind of a oh, flex yeah. I Listen, didn't know that Sammy Sosa is nuts <laughs> let's just let's just say it he also turned into a white guy that yeah, guy's turned crazy. into a white he turned if into you, a swing dancing white guy he wears like pinstripe suits all the time and like hats if I was gonna pick a thing to do and when I was white, that would not be it. No. If I was gonna, if I was gonna tr- play for the other team, I'm not gonna get white to fucking swing dance. You nutcase. Sammy Sosa looks like someone in a problematic Desi Arnaz costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, actually, my favorite thing, and I was gonna. I was- <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask you guys because my favorite thing is Sammy Sosa hit over sixty home runs in three different seasons, but he yeah. never led the Major League Baseball in home runs because he was going up against Mark McGuire and then Barry Bonds. What's like the real life equivalent of 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 that for you guys in terms of having three seasons, historic seasons, but coming in second? Damn, damn. <laughs> I'm the least accomplished in in all of my peers' stand up careers, and that you I'm serious. Up? I'm, I'm just I'm, kidding tonight. I'm serious. I, it's, I'm serious. I look I look at what I do. I'm like, man, I I really have done great, but I haven't done 
uh, I've done so much less than all of my peer group. So I think about that a lot. I think about it with height. I'm like a tall, short guy, and that kind of sucks because all my friends are tall. Oh, yeah. You do. Have, you have a lot of tall friends. I have a ton of tall friends. It's <laughs> yeah. fucked up. That sounded like a chorus. I got a ton of tall friends. I got a ton of tall friends. Tall, tall, tall friends. Even Sean is like 6'1". That's what I'm saying. What do you all mean the people, even? All the- <laughs> well, I'm taller than you. You are, but you say even like I'm not part of the tallest. No, group. I'm just you're you're one of his shorter, taller friends. Sam ta- Sam Talents like six three, six four. See, Alex, you see what's going on? See how funny that <laughs> like, was? I'm behind my friends and how funny they are. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but also some other stuff. I just gotta think about it. Sorry, I got distracted. I Googled Sammy Sosa. His face <laughs> you can't do that when you're focusing on something. Fucking me up. Yeah. I forgot how crazy that shit was. Yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's like a human filter, man. You need like a Sammy Sosa filter. He has a picture where he's wearing a pink hat and a pink shirt, and he just looks like a penis. He's doing different stuff than the rest of us. <laughs> he, I have I a, my neighborhood it. coffee shop. They're like, I, they know me. Like, they know who I am, like the, all the people who work there. But they're always more stoked when someone else is in there. Almost every time. I was like, hey, how are you? And they'll have like a little bit of banter. You know what I mean? They'll be like, oh, yeah, how did it, How did your poetry recital go? Or like whatever the fuck. And then I'll go in and be like, hey, good to see you again. And they're like, oat milk flat white. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> cool. How are you? And it just never. I never get any fucking purchase with them ever. I don't know what it is. I might have like dickhead eyebrows or something like that. I can't. That you does don't... suck. Yeah. When you're like, you're like, I'm in here, though. I want that. I want like that closer relationship. And I'm in there like a lot. I'll walk there before work sometimes. And I go to work early and still nothing. Netanyahu. I don't. I hate being a patron of a place and they don't acknowledge that I patronize. Yeah. That hurts. That does hurt. It hurts. I'm stuck on the. So you said dickhead eyebrows. Has anyone. This has happened to me a few times and it really bothers me. I've had. It's probably five times, six times that I can remember where somebody gets to know me. And then they'll tell me in confidence at like, you know, over a drink or something. They're like, you know, I thought you were such an asshole when I met you. Man, that just be, I don't Just get. because I'm like, because of the way that I look sometimes, like with a backwards hat or whatever. It's nothing to do with talking, but I've had people be like, you just look like an asshole. And it's such a that bummer. That is interesting to me. Like, because it's like, you're not- you look like an asshole because I got a backwards hat on. It's crazy to me. You're, to you're really... You're really nice to people even from the rip, though. From the rip, yeah. Like, from Jump Street. I've never seen you... It's just I've never funny seen that... you open mean with... That's that's why... That's on them. I don't think you should... I don't think you should internalize that. I think I that's I think about them. it a lot. Like, a lot of times, I'm like, I wonder if I look like a dickhead or not. It's, it's an odd thing. I have resting bitch face, for sure. Like, I get why people think I'm a prick sometimes. You have... You think so? I don't really agree with either of these assessments of you guys i have like if i'm like concentrating i my eyebrows rest low and they're pronounced eyebrows so it looks like i'm scowling a little bit like what watch just my resting face (laughs) yeah but how often are you ever like that if we're just like at a bar like i i've never i've never gone with the resting bitch face because it's like I don't know. You you're doing you're like you move around too much for it to be like okay, you do have resting bitch face. Your That's face true. is rarely resting. You work that bitch out. That's true. I you keep know what that saying? thing. Yeah, my face is like fucking t- like Tayshawn Prince, dude. It's running. <laughs> my face is Rip Hamilton, dude. 7 miles a game. The only time you looked mad is in that photo of you at the that Blazer game where 
<laughs> where you look big. I love it so much. We were losing the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason to be bit a bitch. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, dude. Are they Those the Bash dudes, Brothers? Am I? No, am I, that was Jose Canseco and Mark Seiko. McGuire. Jose yeah. Canseco and Mark McGuire. Yeah. Right. Also on on performance enhancing drugs, which yeah. was good for yeah. the sport. Let them do them. What do I care? No, it was great that's, for the sport. That was my whole argument. Like, I want to see home runs. God damn it. Yeah, Barry Bonds. Everyone was doing steroids. Barry Bonds got so much shit. He he took all the flack for the entire era. And yeah. like it was just unfair. Barry Bonds Dude. was cool. All all Barry Bonds was was an asshole. He just didn't talk to the media. Who wants to talk to the media though? All he did was have a huge ass head. I don't <laughs> think I told you guys this. I had an Uber driver the other day who pretty much from my house to the show explained to me why steroids aren't bad. It was so because he was like a weightlifter, you could tell. And I don't know how we got into the talking about it but then the whole time just turned he into him saw another one of the uh, kind recognized kind you know what i mean he saw like <laughs> yeah. this whole yeah yeah, yeah. i was yeah. just back there yeah. being just back there growing zits just like what's up bro and he but yeah and the and then he drops me off he's like sorry i kind of talked about steroids a lot <laughs> like, the whole time you talked about steroids dude that's what i feel like i've gotten in that conversation with people as well though i don't know i mean i've never Go go now. Do them. Do I don't care. I think they're pretty bad. I think they can still be pretty bad for you. Are they bad? See, I'm so ignorant. A lot of like, like a lot of like, Mr. Olympias and shit die in their forties. You know, what I mean? like yeah, not good, not good. Yeah. I, are there Maybe like not a lot, but a few? Are there teeny steroids you can do that just like help the game? Maybe I don't. I, I don't <laughs> think are any you of asking us are. if you can do small steroids? Yeah. Can I do a teeny amount of steroids? I don't yes. really know how to answer. What that. about a weensy amount? Can I do a weensy <laughs> yeah, amount? Do a weensy amount, dude, for sure. <laughs> Go crazy, David Boring. Time for your first pick. Janet Jackson getting her titties held up on Rolling Stone. Yeah, I when I Come saw that, on. that Come might on. as well. Of course, of course. That looks better than if they were not being held, because you're like <laughs> you can put yourself in the in the scenario. You know, those are Nelson Mandela's hands. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? No. <laughs> that would be the craziest collab. I bet they're Tyson Beckford's hands. I there must that information must be. I'm out gonna there. Google it right now. What yeah. if they're two different people's hands? Because it's somebody that's what I always thought about it too, though, is I was always like, somebody got to feel her titties. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was like I remember so this is super random. We were in Alabama when I was a kid and we went to a radio station. All these things when I say them out loud, it's a much stranger scenario than maybe I had understood at the time. We were at this radio station in Alabama as a kid, and they had that poster on the wall, and I was just like, I just, I could not stop looking at it. Yeah, of course. Like, it's just, it's so sexy. It was like a shot, like, I don't know. I just feel like everybody has seen that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it was iconic. the first, it's the first one that came to my head. It is it was porn it was like the cover of a playboy but it's janet jackson i mean to me it she was the top of the crush list uh, i mean tina turner started it all but janet jackson was like a very close her second. husband it was her husband it was her husband at the time yeah yeah the hands renee yeah renee elizondo isn't she is she still like sneakily married to jermaine dupree which blew my fucking mind when i heard about that by the way i think that I came to an end yeah that, I, I think it might can't be believe it came to a start i was 
Oh, I was floored when that if when I found Google that out. Renee Alizondo, he looks like the guy who was holding Janet Jackson's titties in those pictures. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what you want. You yeah. don't want it. Like I mean, I, it can't be just like a dude named Jeff. No. Like the photographer's assistant, you can't have that. I'm it's, like very happy for. I'm extremely happy for uh, Jermaine Dupri. I'm extremely oh, happy for Jermaine Dupri. Oh, but short king. You want it to be a hot dude. It's Janet Jackson. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yeah, it has to be a hot dude. It has to be a hot dude. I, uh, I've i never even read the article that that magazine... Hey, Dana. Hey, Dana. I've never even read the article that that magazine is portraying. I've never read that article. No, but, never... it's a, but it's just an iconic image. Everybody knows that one. Yeah, yeah it doesn't That's matter. It doesn't matter. What album was it? Velvet Rope? I don't even know. She could claim to have killed John F. Kennedy and the article wouldn't be as interesting as the picture. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, another. No. I'm looking at the cover. Uh, another uh, on the uh, the tagline. It says the Rolling Stone interview. Woody Allen with with the tagline. No apologies. Oh no. Whoa, okay. <laughs> they needed that cover to soften the blow a little bit. Oh. And, right. and then below it. And then below it. Janet Jackson. The joy of sex. That's why the radio station had a frame too. That's and then what you weirdly didn't know. enough, Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> they, I feel like they were th- always in Rolling Stone. Do you think they ever want to talk about that? Like, oh yeah, that Janet Jackson titty cover. We were we were on it too. I think Scott Weiland was preoccupied with drug use. I don't you know. know if a lot he cared of people call much. it the Stone Temple Pilots cover. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots to me didn't get enough credit. They they were great. <laughs> I don't even know one song, dude. Yeah, you do. No, um, I don't. I, well, I can't think of how it. Did they do Rooster? No, that was Allison Chains. Lane nope. Staley also died from heroin, I believe. But Scott, you know, I can't think of an STP song that I can like sing right now. But you know, you, you know anyway. enough to call them STP, but you can't <laughs> think of one song. I, Plush is the name of the song, but I can't think of how. Did it on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. On a Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, I read that song. Yeah. Damn, was I, am I, am I a fucking grunge legend, dude? <laughs> you are. You, Scott Weiland. You're from the PNW. I'm it's from the you. PNW. It's in Chris, you. Chris Cornell. You know all their names. I know a lot of but them. But you couldn't think of the one song. Plush, I said it. Take your time. Uh, Anyway. He was in Velvet Revolver. Scott Weiland was also in Velvet Revolver. David? Dave? Can I call you? No, I don't like that. Too bad, Dave. (laughs) I won't do it anymore. I won't. I won't do that. Yeah. I don't think anybody anybody liked the way that felt. No. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson did did not like the way it felt either. Janet Jackson, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was the first one I thought of. Of course it was. Most times when people say something, that's the first thing I think of. Hmm? Just anything. I was just, just making what? a joke about how I think about that magazine cover a lot. Oh, I got it. I got it. My time of life for respect, Ian Carmel. <laughs> I'm going to take one that I wasn't alive for, but I, the, I, uh, with my first pick. But the first time I saw it, I thought it was so fucking funny. And I continue to think it's so fucking funny. And I just think it's genius. And I can't believe they got to put it out. It's National Lampoon magazine with a pistol up to the head of a dog that says, if you don't buy this magazine, we're going to kill this dog. What? Is, I've never, seen, never that. seen that. Uh-uh. It is. That shit is so 
fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. And it's it's like this cute dog that's kind of like, what? Like, it's looking over. It's a real picture. It's, yeah, that shit is like, that's like, because it's like, that's what humor is. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm what, looking I, at it you know now. what I'm saying? Like, that's like, yeah. Also, are we famous enough yet that we can go to the National Lampoon next time we're in Boston? The Harvard Lampoon? The Harvard Lampoon. I heard they, like, invite comics there. They do? Really? Yeah, like, if you headline, they'll, like, invite you to the Lampoon. Fucking, okay. If, if Didn't you... we sell out the Sinclair? We could, that's, that's good. That's yeah, like, it's that's... like an invite thing. They invite you. I was just, I was literally, I was just backstage at a show. And people were like, oh, yeah, when I went, and I was like, man, I must be whack out here. Guys, I, I looked up <laughs> I looked up the Wikipedia of the dog. So the dog's name is, <laughs> no, this is sad, Mr. Cheeseface. Oh, no. Nobody er- bought the magazine. In early 1976, Cheeseface was shot on the farm where he lived with his owner in East Charleston, Vermont, by an unnamed hunter. As of 2021, the identity and motivation of the assailant remains unknown. Oh, you didn't buy the fucking magazine. Dark as yeah, hell. I was gonna say that. They that also it. sounds like it could be about a rapper, Mister. It Cheese makes me respect them, to be honest. <laughs> because of his association with National Lampoon, I was gonna afraid the dog like died from a cocaine overdose or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, do- <laughs> the dog was doing speedballs at the fucking Beverly Hills Hotel, dude. Yeah. He had to get through finals. Yeah, the dog was looking over like, do it. It was just, do it, do it. Bottomed out, played himself, man. Mm. It's just, uh, it just. The first time I saw it, I was like, "What? You could do that?" And it was like, and that was like decades after they did it. That's yeah. So sick. It's just like it's just that's just so it's it's just like right up my alley for what humor is. You know what I mean? Me too. Just fucking hilarious. Killing animals. That's what I think is funny. I also think that's funny. For me, that's what's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, you got to find what does it for you. And I think for all three of us, which is one of the two main reasons that we that we bonded. Is that I also think it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to kill animals. I mean, like, hilarious. Like, way funny. Again, that's all fantasy everything. The podcast that <laughs> thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. To kill animals. Do you remember the other way that we met? What's it? What's it? No, what is, what is I the said other it way on an early met? On an early episode, somebody asked how we met. Do you remember what I said anyway? No. <laughs> I, said, oh. I couldn't finish it without laughing. Said it was a th- <laughs> it was a three way tie at the Big Dick contest. <laughs> oh, but that's true. That's not even like a joke. Yeah, that's real, dude. I still it was crazy it. because you guys were from out of state. I had been hearing about you, but I was like, let's see what they got. And then three way tie. Yeah, yeah, we were in Golden Col. It was in Golden Colorado, the Big Dick contest. Oh, I, that's where they hold the big Big Dick Championship every yeah. year. You know? <laughs> it's the they altitude. Do it at, yeah, they do it at yeah, the yeah, Coors yeah. Factory. You know. You're not swinging hog unless you're swinging hog at altitude. You got to swing hog at altitude, dude. Like it's, it's like that, that, the home run derby in fucking Denver, dude. You know what I mean? Like have it, have it where it's going to be the most fun. Uh, yeah, it's a hitter's park as far as hogs go. <laughs> <laughs> National lampoons. <laughs> Sometimes I say things on here, <laughs> and I realize what I said. Every now and again, Laura's like, you know, Max is going to hear those. And I go, oh, I'm not going to lie to her about any of this shit, about any stories from I'll tell her. Yeah. What? Yeah. My mom listens to this sometimes. Yeah. Uh, My second pick is going to be Sports Illustrated. The year is 1998. The photographer is Walter Ios, the icon. And it's the Chicago Bulls playing what I think is Bid West or some other card game. In the aisle of their team plane, 
And it's like Michael Jordan, Scotty, a few of the other guys. And they just have like a pile of cards in the middle of the plane. And it's just fucking amazing. It was like a behind the scenes story on the Chicago Bulls. Alex, you probably know this cover. No, I got a story for this one. So, yeah. so you know, uh, in, when I was doing cover story, so the big thing for, for people that might not know is like, like Sports Illustrated and Michael had this great relationship. And then Michael just stopped talking to SI after they put him on the baseball cover and just said, bag it, Michael. And Michael was like, I'm never talking to the magazine again. So the one you're talking about was in, in 98 when they were going for their sixth championship. And I talked to Rick Riley, who wrote the cover story for that magazine cover and michael wouldn't talk to him so he did the whole cover story around michael's personal security guard like that was his way of doing it and michael literally he he literally michael was in this room like getting massage like like in the locker room and he what? snuck uh. his head in and asked michael a question and michael didn't know he was being interviewed and michael gave him a quote back so he put that quote in so that's the only time michael's actually technically talked to si ever since he put the ban on him Wow. His, wow. Wait, his security guard asked a question as like from the interviewer? No, so so the whole story was based around like Michael's relationship with that security oh, guard because they're going it. really Sorry. close. But then Rick was like, man, like how am I going to get Michael to talk to me? So he just snuck, he poked his head in and, uh -huh. and talked to Michael. Michael thought it was just a casual conversation. But if you read the story, it sounds like Michael was in the story and that's how he got him in there. God, that's and Michael And Michael was so petty ESPN the magazine came out in the same year they debuted and in the second issue Michael gave this like whole interview to ESPN the magazine basically like shitting on SI and everything wow that, that guy motherfucker, he's dude. such a villain <laughs> so petty he's uh, such a not, not as petty guy. as Scottie Pippen right now though no oh my god Scottie <laughs> Pippen what's is happening? burning it down right I now I think dude. it's going bad for Scottie Pippen I yeah. think that he is deflecting because the fact that his ex is wild. I really do. Wait, Listen, what? if Future has sex with my wife, I'm also going to be like, yeah, no, Sean was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't want people to talk about the fact that my wife is sleeping with a rapper. Not even just a rapper, Future. It's the worst rapper to have sex with. Of all the rappers you can have sex with, Future is the worst one. R.I.P. DMX. <laughs> If, if it would suck because if my wife had sex with DMX, I would just picture DMX in belly having sex with Keisha. And I'm like, he's doing that to her. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, like I said, he thought belly was a documentary. It yeah. is a documentary. Scotty Pippen is out here saying like Michael Jordan ruined basketball and he was just like terrible. Yeah, every, like, every quote graphic looks like it's just made up. Like it doesn't crazy. even sound like real. Crazy. Scotty Pippen, have you seen how he's been dressed? Scotty Pippen is going through it, guys. Like I'm not he's even good, like. Yeah. It's just, it's just not going good for him right now. It's bad. At all. It's going bad for Scottie Pippen. Yeah, it's a rough. He's having a rough time. But that picture is, like, amazing. It's just them playing, like, I'm playing, like, cards in the middle of a plane. It's just as fucking cool. It's a cool angle. It's, like, shot up like that. It's just, of there's so many iconic Michael Jordan SI covers. That's my personal favorite, so I had to take it. Uh, David Corey. Back to you. I'm going to take it to the Source Magazine, July 1995, <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Yeah. in the jumpsuit in front of the Twin Towers, baby. America, we couldn't be stopped. That might be where we peaked. Yeah, I think that was. <laughs> that might be the top of it. Like, I don't think it went any higher than that. He was wearing a jumpsuit. 
A leather jumpsuit. It said 5,001 flavors. A leather jumpsuit. Let's be very clear about that. If I, in a cane, in a cane, if I walked up to you and I had a Kangol, a cane, and a leather jumpsuit, you don't know what the fuck is about to happen. I'm, I'm walking away, backwards, looking at you. It's just, it's iconic. It's like, it's so him. It was like, it was like. The rise of his career was like, like it's the king of New York. It was like, at least for that time, it was like New York hip hop is back because they had lost it to the West Coast. I mean, they lost the title, and I like, I personally think they never really got it back. Uh, they, you know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> I, yeah, they, I agree. I it was, fully agree. I mean, the South has it now, right? Atlanta has it. Oh yeah, but but it was like, it was just such a like. This is in the sources of New York Magazine. You know, I just think it was very. It was just a very good time. It was very, and it, even it says it like, like Snoop Dogg is on that cover too. You know what I mean? Or like they talk about Snoop Dogg on that cover. Oh yeah. Also, also Freaknik. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just the most. I think it's just the most. It just as far as the Source magazine that has so many iconic covers. That's just like the one that that reaches out to me. Right. It's a man and a moment. And like at the same time, captured captured perfectly. And he the was twin so, towers, dog. He was so fucking cool, man. God damn it. He he would have made so much good music. So yeah, much. I think good for music. what a rapper was, as far as like charisma, mm-hmm. storytelling, funny, and like that idea of like rap is already like an outsider genre, especially at the time. He was just such an outsider, right? He's a big, giant, not handsome guy. Like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, I think it just really captured him. And then also a leather jumpsuit that says 5001 flavors. I mean, you know, he was sweating in that thing, dude. (laughs) His weasel was hot. He was soaked. He was like, he was like, he was trying to make weight for a wrestling meet, like level of sweaty in that thing. They had to peel him out of it. Faith Evans had to peel him out of Faith Evans and Lil Kim had to peel him out. They had to, they had to squash (laughs) it for a second. They were like, we need to get him out. I don't like you. You don't like me. Yeah, we need to unite in getting this man that we love out of this jumpsuit. 5001 Flavors Clothing. I just looked them up. In Harlem, New York, specializing in bespoke clothing since 1992. Special made to order. Damn, all right. They're still doing it. Still doing it? All right, it? guys, I'm calling it. Next time that we go on tour, we're going to the Harvard Lampoon. Yep. And I'm wearing <laughs> and a 5,001 <laughs> flavors jumpsuit. Reverse the order. We're going to Harlem first. We're yeah. getting jumpsuits, and then we're going to the Harvard Lampoon. Their website, oh. Their website, the front page, is literally that cover. I mean, it's the best thing they ever did. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't not put that on your website if that's your company. That that picture should be in the 9/11 memorial. That like that that should be anywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna tat it on my ribs. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking uh, amazing. Yeah, the Biggie cover, man. Dude, they had a they their website doesn't seem to sell anything. Go on go on their Instagram. So they I just found out they styled Biggie on the cover of his Life After Death album as well. Oh shit! So that was a 5001 Flavors production. We got to get over there. Yeah. We got to get over there. Um, <laughs> yes. Alex. Yes, the biggie cover. Time for your second pick. I'm going to go with the 2000 and 2003 King Magazine cover featuring Maya. You um, motherfucker! Yeah. I thought I could get it fifth round. Yeah, I put Jeremy Lin fifth round because I know none of you guys picking him. Um, you don't know that. Oh, shoot. Damn. All right, let me switch up. Let me find... 
might pick him next. Let me find Hideki Matsui. No, he's not even Chinese. Um, but um, <laughs> um, no, just I mean, self-explanatory, kind of like yeah. the Janet Jackson one. I never owned that magazine, never read that story, but everybody knows the cover. Everybody knows the photo shoot. <sighs> my theory too is like, I guess it's not King magazine related. I feel like everybody growing up in my generation subscribed to Maxim or Stuff magazine at once once upon a time. Yeah, it's Can they you just guys confirm. <laughs> They just showed Confirmed. up. Yeah. We hit every house. We just had them. They just Somehow up. they just got there on the table. And we're like, well, tight. Maxim's here. I had stuff. Yeah. That King, though. All was time. Sh- all time photo shoot. All time. That was the shot heard around the world. I didn't even know she was doing it like that. <laughs> and then I saw you that. Like had a, there was some shift. Or was this the thing? I get. Where, where did she talk about? Oh, I guess it was this where she talked about like wanting to date like hard dudes. Yeah, she right? was talking about. She said she loved gangsters. Yeah, I mean you got to respect the honesty. Who wouldn't, honestly? Yeah, because because on the cover it says, "quote I like street smart guys." Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Dummies. there's also a line: Jay Z's main <laughs> squeeze, dreams of cutting an R and B chick. Yeah. yeah, the game rapped about it. <laughs> yeah. He rapped about that ass on the cover in front of that king. <laughs> the, the game, the game ran out of people to name drop. He started name dropping magazine covers. <laughs> I, I literally have a tab open and it's just that Maya. She, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at her butt right now. <laughs> it was also weird because Maya wasn't like. It was a very like oh Maya like she yeah. wasn't like that. Remember she was very like. Cutesy wootsy and she, she was seemed like very innocent for sure. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't think that. What happened to Maya? Oh, I thought you were gonna say what happened to King Magazine. No. <laughs> like, I think they're probably still <laughs> No, I still I, I, I have I have bylines on King Magazine about once every three months. <laughs> what if you just ghost wrote King Magazine? <laughs> like we just, that's your hobby, that's how you make your money. <laughs> King Magazine sits down with Late Late Show with James Corden head writer Ian Carmel. <laughs> and it's just, you just do the Maya cover. It's like the same exact pose. <laughs> yeah. I like gangsters. <laughs> I like street uh, smart guys. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great, that is a great magazine cover to pick, man. I, I thought I could get it last. I almost used it in the, I almost used it in the first round. Damn. I, it's, it's, it's worthy. There are like sexually formative magazine covers that will probably come up later. But this was like, I remember that photo shoot too. That was like early internet too. Yeah. That like started popping around. You were like, oh, holy shit. It was like back in the day where I was like, I didn't have a subscription to King, but I would like, if I was in a safe way, I would pop over and see what King was doing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be in magazines for a minute. One of those. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go look for some stuff. Put it inside of a field and stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, great the pick, new, man. Damn, the new uh, hip waiters this season are popping. <laughs> uh, Sean Jordan, time for your second and third picks as tis. Uh, I didn't. So I was hoping this was a magazine cover. I couldn't quite remember. And I looked and it was, but I wanted it to be because it's one of my favorite images of all time. And it's on the cover of Life. It's Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston. Yeah. Oh. That, iconic. Iconic. I had a, it's, it's one where I, it popped into my head. I was like, I bet it's a magazine cover. And it was. And that's just where he's just holding. It's insane how tough. If I was a rapper, I would have that framed right next to my Scarface poster somewhere in the house. It'd just be up there. It's so sick looking. 
And you're just like, yeah, there, that sums it all up, man. That is you. That is how it's going. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's like an iconic just photo from that century, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how dope it is. Was it a magazine cover? I guess it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was life. It was, it was the cover of life. That's why I was really hoping for it because I just thought of the image and I thought I remembered it being a magazine cover. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's straight up just right there. <laughs> him just standing over Sonny Liston. You know, he's the story behind that is he's yelling at him because he thought he wouldn't like, say his name, right? No, because they thought Sonny Liston was taking a dive. Wait, really? really? Yeah. I thought it was because Sonny Liston wouldn't call him Muhammad Ali or Cassius Clay. He kept, or wait, he wouldn't no. call him. Oh no, that's a Beyonce song, Sean. <laughs> I I completely thought it was a different by thing. Destiny's Child. I'm thinking about that a lot. No, That's, they thought I forget. Like there was a rumor that Sonny Liston was taking a dive or something like that, and like Muhammad Ali like was knocking him down too easily or something like that, and he was yelling at him. I think to like get back up. That's awesome. Interesting. Does that sound right, Alex? No, I think that checks out. I, I remember yeah. reading about that too. I would not get up. Fuck no, dude. Look no. how big his... If you see that picture, look how big his arm is. And he just, like... I bet it was so shocking to fight him when you actually... Like, as soon as you actually figured out what was happening, when how fast he was and what was going to happen in the fight, I bet you were just like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> like, if your car, like, you can't stop and you're sliding on ice or something, you just can't do anything about it. Yeah, Jaffiel, I'm just trying... I'm looking up at this picture. No, I'm interested. It's, I wanted- it's beautiful. Bob and yeah, Ali- it is. Not a, a lot of a lot of boxers, not very photogenic. <laughs> That's not a photogenic career path. You ever seen a picture of marvelous Marvin Hagler? Yeah, <laughs> the marvelous is in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tight. Oh man! You know, out of nowhere, but this I just reminded somebody tweeted the other day. They quoted a King Tough line that you said ian and it was that king tough invented barbecue sauce because he pointed at ketchup pretty oh funny. yeah pretty funny. that's hilarious yeah i'm nice with it dude i just wanted know? to bring it up yeah yeah man that um i don't know just that image is shocking to me how, <sighs> how just how dope and tough it is yeah uh and yeah number numero trace i'm gonna go on the cover of time 2009 barry o Oh, you're going the sh- the Shepherd Fairy? Yeah, that because oh, it was oh the Shepherd Fairy. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. just so sick. The colors and everything. It was just such a fun picture. It just looks fun, and it was like such a such a hopeful time. You know, like everything seemed like oh cool. We're we're on the right track. You know, and I met that guy one time. Barrio? No, uh, Shepherd Fairy. <laughs> when did you meet Shepherd Fairy? I did a show that he was at. During really? pandemic of all time in Highland Park. Yeah, it was really weird. Neil Were Brennan you? was there. It was a very strange day. Weren't you I'll in the same that. room with Michelle Obama at one point? Yeah, Michelle. Ob- I saw Michelle Obama talking to Sam Jackson and Snoop Dogg. It's the best. <laughs> I maxed out. Was that the Espies? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. God, that's tight. We didn't even get to talk to her. Like, she was like, uh, no. Yeah. Which, you know, you can't. I get it. Now, Barack gonna... Obama complimented my jacket over Zoom once. Whoa. Pretty big. I, I love What'd it. What'd you big. say? I, fu- I blushed. You were giving him dating yeah. advice, dude. And yeah, he was right. giving me dating advice. I blushed. Or yeah, he was I, giving I, you dating he, advice. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't giving Barack Obama dating advice. Barack, you're back out there, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Sean, I don't want. I I feel like you are uh, you are strolling away from your soul in in search of picks that hit more of a mainstream appeal right now. I hate to. I I I'm saying this out of love. I'm not saying could, this as a criticism. Well, they're just like iconic magazine covers. The last two are going to be skateboard covers. All right. But, um, I mean, I could have done all five. I just felt like that would have been weird. You don't think as so? As weird as one of your favorite being a picture of Barack Obama? That's pretty dank. So if you want to know where it comes from, <laughs> Eric Costin. Eric Costin did one that said dope, and it was Eric Costin, but it was the same uh, picture. Uh, so that's like... You could have picked that. Well, that wasn't a magazine Listen, cover. Sean, I want you to do what you want to do. Also, we should get a tuna melt later. I've had tuna melts in my Ooh, head. I love a tuna had, melt. Right? I've yeah. just been thinking about tuna I melts. I fucking love a tuna melt. I've been thinking about it for like four days. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, you know what? Like, I'm not. This isn't a tuna melt. This is a different story entirely. But <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what's a good fucking sandwich in Portland? Huh? Is the is you go to the Goose Hollow Inn. You get a Reuben and you get a red beer. Oh, with tomato. Yeah. You get a okay. Reuben and a red beer at the Goose Hollow Inn, dude. Okay. That's all a good right, fucking all time. Right. All right. It's not, a, it's not a tuna melt. They might have tuna melts. We're going to figure it out. Alex, if you know anywhere to get a good tuna melt in Portland, this is a great place to chime in, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pass on this one. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, but it is time for your third pick. I'm going to go with a 1999 double XL cover. With Ja Rule Jay Z and DMX dressed in all black, it, yeah. it says it says introducing Ja Rule Jay Z and DMX Murder Inc. You know we're talking about Biggie earlier. To me, like after Biggie passed, if you look at the, that post Biggie era, these were the three biggest guys on on the East Coast, and it's a shame they ever they never actually got together and did an album. I know they had a couple mixtape tracks and you know did cameos on each other's albums. Uh, we also, I, I want to use this space to talk about when Nas was on Murder, Inc. for like two weeks. Remember that? <laughs> I never knew that. No. Listen, it, I did know that. Weird. Weird. Nas, though. A weird gift. Nas say and it, Irv Gotti were hanging out at Nas some point. Nas makes a lot of very weird moves. He's touring with a, he just did a show in Portland with the Philharmonic Symphony. I saw that. My One of my buddies, Jeff, went to that. I, I was like, what the fuck? Am I the only guy who gets the feeling that, like, I don't think Nas really likes rapping very much? I've, I've, I'm of the opinion that with Nas, there's a lot more milk than there is cereal, even though the cereal is delicious. <laughs> it's also really hard when your first album is Illmatic. Yeah. What are you going to do? You just get compared to that the rest of your career. What are you going to do? And it's just like, but like, Illmatic is also perfect. Like, perfect. I remember listening to that interview where he was like, I wanted that album to sound like New York City at nighttime. And then I went to New York City and I was like, he's exactly correct. No, perfect vibe, everything. But you chasing that. Also, he's terrible at picking beats. He terrible. is notoriously <laughs> a poor beat picker. Like like, like like, DJ Premier loves you. Why don't you just make songs with him only? Like, Duh, like, like <sighs> Pete Rock loves you. Why don't you just make, why don't you just redo the Illmatic model? Over and over again. Because I don't because I don't think he likes rapping that much, dude. But he's still rapping. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm gonna do comedy till they kill me. No, that's fair. Doesn't mean I like it. I actually really like it. It's it comes and goes. <laughs> that's fair, actually. That's a very reasonable thing yeah. to say about it. Uh I'm I, I lost what I was talking about. I lost it. No, I was being a murdering for a minute. Oh yeah, but no, that cover is also really cool. Cause you're right. 
because I don't think Jay-Z, not because Biggie died, but I don't think Jay-Z came into his own until after Big was gone. Like, like to take that, like, King of New York spot, I don't mm-hmm. think he, I love Reasonable Doubt, but I'm like, you know what I mean? But I don't think yeah. he, like, I don't think he stepped up into that, like, oh, it's Jay-Z until after that. And I think you're right. I think that this was that that time, you know? Jay-Z was on Murder, Inc.? I didn't know that. I feel embarrassed. No, he no, was No, no, they, they Carl, were just going to form a group. They were, they were going to form a group together at one okay, point. Okay, great, great. It was going to be like a super team type thing, and it just never happened. And they named it after the famous group of Jewish assassins, Murder, Inc. <laughs> Shout out to Albert Anastasia. I bet you didn't think I could add to that, and I did. <laughs> I did. I would have thought you could add to that. I absolutely would have. I'm the one who wasn't going to be able to add to that. He still can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but seriously though, I know I know DMX not with us anymore. RIP. Mm-hmm. But if those three did a verses of just their hits, I feel like oh. Ja Rule might come out on top. If you're just talking ja Rule hits, has more hits, if you're just talking hits, he's got a lot of hits. You gotta make people dance. You gotta make people dance. Jay Z's hits, like Jay Z's, like club bangers, are all pretty bad. What's Jay Z like? He got big pimping. I just want to. Give Hola it to Hobito. me. Give me that yeah. funk, that yeah. sweet. But that whole Alvito isn't like a club. Like the songs yeah. that Jay Z made to like try to appeal to Hard Knock Life is pretty good. But like a lot of those, a lot of his like club songs are pretty trash. No, ja, I think Ja Rule's got the most bangers out of those three. If you're oh, talking bangers, how, how, I mean, what would I be without my baby? Dude, I love He's that. amazing. I used, to, man, I love that song. Ja, you know what Ja Rule did? He made a lot of songs that made me wish I had a girlfriend in junior high. Yes. <laughs> that's did what I, that's what he did. That was that where would I be without my Just baby like, that song? That was like on one of the first burn CDs I ever got from a buddy. I I made a playlist and I was like, make this CD for me, because I didn't even have a computer. And that song was on it. And I would just for hours I'd listen to that song, drive around looking for skate spots by myself at like yeah. one in the God. morning. Where would I, I be without my baby? I like I that music to me sometimes, and this is a very you know, don't tell anybody. Sometimes I'll put those songs on when I'm in the car with a girl because I always wanted to feel what it was like to listen to those songs with a girl. Yeah, you're going back. Yeah. Yeah. I make Laura do it a lot. She's like, I've never heard of Ja Rule, and I'm like, <laughs> Let's go to church. And then I he's just turn the lights on. Dog Jaw Rule. No, she's heard of Jaw Rule, I'm sure. I made a girl drive me to Sonic this summer playing Summer Nights by Lil Rob. This summer. <laughs> I like that that was this summer. I thought you were going to say in high school. No, that just <laughs> happened. I thought you went to just about to happen is your third pick. Oh, my damn, third dude. pick. Mm-hmm. I am going to. What is. Hold on. I got the month here. I am going to February. 2002 Sports Illustrated, the chosen one, LeBron James. Yeah. He got the fucking cover as a high school player. That shit was nuts. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, do you remember in- everybody being like, what the? F-? Like, I remember it just being like such a bigger conversation, like, where people was like, what's going on? Like, He's an amateur. Like, that shit was insane. He was in fucking high school. It was crazy. And that St. Vincent St. Mary jersey looked dope. And he had the green headband on, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the gold basketball. He looked young. It was just a whole new thing. Like, there had been... we Like, listen, there were guys who went straight, right? There were guys who went right after high school. They had phenoms. There was not that. Not that was junior year of high school. 
Junior year. That shit was insane. Yeah, it was he's junior. a couple months. Yeah, he's like yeah. two months younger than me. So we were the same age. No, it's uh, I, I did a, I did a whole chapter in, in my book about about that cover, David. And and oh. one of the things. Well, your book's one of the to things, house. One of the things with um with that is Slam actually was the first one to go out there to Akron to profile him. This was about like six months before he landed on SI, but Slam didn't have the balls to put him on the cover. Even though they did a whole photo shoot, no which, way. Which, in retrospect, you kind of understand because, like you guys were saying, he was just going into like his junior season. Like, like it this was, was like crazy. it was unprecedented. Like you couldn't put someone like that. And Slam was different from SI because Slam needed to like actually sell units every month. Like it's not like they yeah. had millions of subscribers. Right. But their founder Dennis Page, when I interviewed him for the book, he says that's the only thing he ever regrets is not putting LeBron on the cover. Because whenever people think about covers with LeBron, that's the first one that always comes to mind, right? It's SI. Right. Is that is that the one? Is the slam the one where he had the afro? Yeah. So he shoot? there's like a photo shoot like on the on the like a on a railroad track. Um, and, and the actual cover that. actual cover was like Shaq. Like they had Shaq on the cover. Um, and yeah, no, it still it still messes them up today. So like today when they have high schoolers now, like Slam will always put them on the cover because they don't want to miss again. Yeah, right. I mean, it was just <laughs> that's a tough lottery to be playing. Yeah. You get like <laughs> Mac McClung on the cover. Like show. I mean, it's also like we forget how much the game has changed. Like, there's no Mikey Day without that, right? Or what's Mikey's last name? Is his oh, last name Day? Oh, uh, Mikey what's Williams. It? Mikey Williams. There's no Mikey Williams without. Like, I just remember. Like, it was just amazing. There, I had never. I was in high school when that happened, and I remember just being like. Yo, this dude is like, we used to watch him on, we watched him play high school game. He didn't like, I don't know. It's just like, I think LeBron James is the best at basketball as a player. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think this was like the beginning of the, he's yeah. Mr. Basketball in a way that Michael Jordan never could be because he's a bad guy. Like, uh, <laughs> this guy's talking like Scottie Pippen right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're both from Arkansas. We both have had sex with women who have had sex with future. Uh, yeah, I think it was just, it was the beginning of the era. And it was such a shot heard around the world. I had that SI like at my house, you know? I did too. It was so fucking cool. It was amazing. And it felt like, you know, the, in the way that generations are so important, it was like fucking somebody from our age is on the cover of fucking Sports Illustrated. Like that was, that, that, that is blew nuts. your mind so much more. We had just gotten our driver's licenses. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. And you're like, and this dude's on the cover? They did it again a few years later with Bryce Harper, and that worked out too. Uh, yeah. With baseball. But, but you forget yeah. the ones that didn't work out because like they put Sebastian Telfair on the cover like two years after that, right? I had that Yikes. cover too. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Remember Felipe Lopez? They put him on the cover when he when he went Whoa, to when he was at college. Guy, the Dominican guy or Puerto Rican, yeah. right? Dominican Michael Jordan. Yeah. 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 They used to call me that, but that was because of, you know, my dice skills. <laughs> Plus LeBron, because they called him Chosen One on the cover. LeBron got a tattoo of that. Like he yeah. has a Chosen One tattoo on his back. That's right. That guy's the, I think he's the best at being an athlete. But anyways. Pretty rad. LeBron James. Um, Time for my third pick. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. And this is this is kind of my version of the... Uh, Maya magazine cover, although it came along a little later in my life. There was a cover of Heeb magazine. <laughs> I was going to pick this, but I can't say that word. Aforementioned. 
that had Sarah Silverman on the cover, and the ca- and the caption is "Holy sheet," and there's a hole in it, like that's right on her cleavage. And I was like a young Jewish. I liked comedy. I don't think I was really doing comedy yet, <laughs> but I was. But I loved it. And like, here is this you know beautiful stand up comedian, a Jewish woman. It was fucking hot. It was like Hebe magazine. It was just when I was like trying to fit, like <laughs> let like. I'm like, being Jewish is cool. It could be a cool thing. There was this like cool New York magazine, this fucking hot Jewish woman on the cover of it oh, with like wow. an ins- with an inside jokey sort of like, you know, the having sex through the hole in the sheet kind of thing. And it just meant a lot to me it, on like several different levels. Like it meant a lot to me. It was like, we can be sexy. We can be cool. We can have like inside jokes with ourselves and shit like that. Like it was just, it was, it was a, a very cool thing to me. Did I ever tell you I I met her one time with Sean? Yeah, and she was like, sometimes you meet people and you're like, oh, that's why. She was like the most. Do you remember that, Sean? No, were we at Largo? No, we no. were at UCB. Me and you were at UCB. I don't know. I don't know why Ian wasn't. There. I remember Sean having met her there. I yeah, I've I've worked with her a few times. Have I told you? I so the first time I met her, I think I might have told you guys this, but I was so I was in the green room. It was Doug Benson, Chelsea Peretti, and Sarah Silverman, and me at the green room at UCB. And me, you dick. That's that time. Really? Did we know each other? Yeah. No. 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 Yes. This is, David, I, this I, is I, like we, we talked about it. You still had the Miracle Whip. No, this is way before the Miracle Whip. Oh, okay. So, because this time... So, Doug, you met Sarah Silverman and Chelsea Peretti another time with me again? I had to have. Because this... I remember specifically Wild. because Comedy Death Ray was going on, and Doug was trying to get Scott Ackerman to give me a set later that night. He was out on stage, and Doug goes, this is my friend Sean. And then I looked at Sarah, and I was like, Sean Patrick Jordan. And I was like, why the fuck did you just say that? In my, <laughs> and then... And then she like turned over and she goes, well, Sean Patrick Jordan, it's very nice to meet you. And I was by that point, I was staring at the ground like, you fucking idiot, dude. And then it was just me and her and Chelsea Peretti. And that, you know, I should. And then I left because I had no business being in there. I'm sorry, David. I feel like a prick. I don't remember yeah, that. At we all. were all standing. It's weird. And I remember it because I remember specifically it was weird that we were out without Ian. But we were at the old UCB Franklin mm-hmm. in that like hallway, like the concrete, like walk up. And we were all in a circle, and I just remember thinking, like, this is the most charming woman I have ever met. <laughs> Incredibly charming. It's shocking. She, yeah. I remember at UCB one time, I was trying to get John Hamm to take a picture with me, and I was like, I go, my girlfriend's mad at me. Will you take a picture with me? I don't know what I was... Th- and Sarah, she comes up, she's like, why would, why would that matter? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't want to sound like a dork. But then they're ah. like, this is way stupider trying to give him an excuse. Like, this is going to make her not mad at me that I'm with you. Dipshit. Dipshit. Anyway. Dipshit move. <laughs> hey, dipshit move. I can't. I've never heard of that magazine. I, I don't know how I would have, but it just, it wasn't on the shelves in Sioux Falls. <laughs> you didn't mean a Jew until me. Of course you haven't heard of Heap magazine. <laughs> David Boyd, time for, oh no, it's time for my fourth pick. Oh my With my God. fourth pick, this might be the most recent magazine cover that gets taken in this whole draft. I'm oh. taking it back to February of 2020. The magazine is Gentleman's Quarterly, and the man on the cover is wearing nothing couture, Larry David. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty good. Just Larry David wearing his Larry David-ass shirt and his Larry David-ass pants and his Larry David-ass busted-ass shoes. 
arms out, just fucking an icon on the cover of GQ, made it to the cover of GQ, just being himself, just being. He never played. Never played. (laughs) And I like dressing up. I like cool clothes and all that shit. But I I just think it's so fucking dope that this guy made it to the cover of GQ just completely by being himself. Yeah. Like completely by being himself. A magazine devoted to men's fashion. And he's on there in like a shirt you would wear to go Christmas tree. Like. Yeah, hunting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, how did he become a style god? This is the weirdest thing ever. Normcore. I think it's I think yeah. it has to do with the rise of Normcore. Yeah. Right? Completely Normcore. Yeah. That's completely it. Like you'll see a t- a, t- a hot 21-year-old dressing the exact same way as Larry David looks cool now. Absolutely. Yeah. I know girls who dress like Larry David. I do too. I don't, I mean I know I'm going to sound like a fuddy duddy, but the way kids are dressing Skirt what? is so stupid i it's like i look at a kid and i'm like this is what my stepdad thought and but he was he was wrong (laughs) he was wrong i'm right no the kids look so stupid i look dope no i'm telling you i swear no i did i did no dude yes i did you gotta let it you gotta let it all happen yeah you you didn't look cool I did too. You looked like you sang R and B, which is fucking that cool. Is a, I, That's I, cool. I looked cool. You gotta let the kids have it, man. Cool is cool is cool's not for you. Oh, I'm letting. I'm not trying to look cool. Yeah. I have joggers on and a and an AFA hoodie. That is my version of cool right now, and I love. Well, now it. that's cool. That that's is cool. cool. You hear that? That's cool, kids. Now that's cool. <laughs> you just gotta let it happen, dude. There's a kid in my that our like writer's assistant, like our cool, like young cool uh-huh. writer's assistant. This dude Tufan, shout out to Tufan if you listen. I don't think you do. That's a cool name. That is a cool yeah. name, man. Shout out to Hot Rob too, dude, and our Rob Angala, who you guys met at my engagement party. But shout out to Rob Angala who listens to AFE. We love you, Rob. Yeah, I fucking love yeah. you, dude. Uh, but Tufan like dresses super normcore and like Larry David is his icon. And yeah, he just somehow fucking crept in with the kids. I think just Love by it. being himself. Dude. I think that like so much of what's happening now is like a is a reaction to hype culture and all that shit and not yeah. being able to get stuff. And there's yeah. just like the kids are just embracing. They just wear Nike blazers and like fucking khakis and shit. You know what I mean? Because everyone can get it. It's so funny that you said, yeah, the writer's assistant. Because I was just in a room last week with a writer's assistant where I was like, you dress like a mom in 97. Yeah, <laughs> it's what they're doing now. Yeah, it's like it's it's like one day he was wearing elastic waisted jeans, dude. That's wild. It was nuts. It was nuts. Yes, they can have they can have it. I will look as I will look forty. And also, Sean, when you were a boy, you looked nuts. I looked dope. But we don't you need to. You wore a lot of silk shirts as a child. <sighs> I did. And silk I good. It's not for children. If there's if there's one thing I know, it's silk is not for children. Yeah, if there's one thing you take away from this <laughs> from this, from this podcast, thing. the entirety of our output, silk is not for kids. Silk, silk is not, not for, for kids. kids. Well, I beg to differ, but you know we don't have to. You can no beg all you want. Silk is minds. not for kids. So yeah, no one David, is changing anybody's. David, time for your fourth pick. Silk is not for kids. Uh, <laughs> I think it is. I look cool. Silk silk is for kids. Put it's your kids not, in silk. It's awful. It's Bless when you, you see Put a child in silk. in silk, you're like, it makes the kid look like he has sex. That's weird. Well, David, some of us were cool and uh, we did. Go ahead. That is fair. You did have sex as a kid. I don't. 
really know what you want else you want me to say. I feel like we're bordering some strange line uh, that we I don't really even like exploring the space. Uh, okay. So, uh, oh, 1985, the Afghanistan, the Afghani girl on the National oh, yeah. Geographic with the green eyes. Amazing. Amazing. Like, it's like haunting. 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 It's like, just like, what? A, I love National Geographic for the pictures anyways. Read a lot of, thumbed through a lot of them as a kid. Never read them. Never read any articles, but looked at the, so it's like. A place that has incredible pictures anyways. And that picture is just like, I don't think you get to, there's a lot of, there's a lot of amateur photographers out here these days. I don't think a lot of people get to capture humanity in that way. Dude, it was it's, like, it's a war picture, which seems to like also make it more intense. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. Everybody's seen it. Bored through your soul, dude. That picture is insane. Like, there's just universal power to it. She's beautiful, of course, but it, it, there's something about that image that is just like fucking blast right through the back of your head, dude. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's just like because she's looking at you and there's and she's kind of dirty and she, and she's beautiful. It's she's amazing. It's an amazing yeah. picture. It's fun. I I don't know what else to say about it other than it's haunting. I, what I will say is as uh district champion of the National Geography B presented by National Geographic. I did get a free subscription. Were you, are I you did, seriously? And I did read the articles. You were district champion? I was district champion, seventh place on the state. Dude. Man. Yeah. That's how you write a book as a child about politics. That's right. That's cover sick. the cover the Iraq war earlier. I did earlier not know life. that. Oh the yeah. First dude. one. How old were you when that happened? I want to compare to what I was doing. This was fifth grade? Oh, Sean, so you were eating poop? I had a silk shirt. <laughs> I definitely had a silk shirt at that point, probably five or six. You were, you were having sex and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I wasn't having sex. But no, we were not wild. far away. I was in the fit, and I was competing with sixth, seventh, and eighth graders as well. Seventh place in the state. <laughs> so was I for the same girl. Too much. Too much? All right. No, perfect. Silk, okay. silk shirt, not for kids. Uh, <laughs> not for the boys. We're going to get to Alex Wong's fourth pick, but first, we're going to take a sneaky little break. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Policy Genius. Uh, now, something you can really do for your family this spring, something you want to do. Sure, you want to go get in shape. You want to learn how to do the splits. You know, you got to redo the bathroom. One thing you can do, <laughs> that's all me, by the way. I want to learn how to do the splits. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius uh, as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance just means that you have a peace of mind. So if something's going to happen to you, if it were to happen to you, your family can cover the expenses while getting back on their feet. That's what life insurance is for. And luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top life insurance companies and their team of licensed experts. They're on hand just to kind of talk you through it. So I have life insurance through no effort of my own. My wife did everything as she does, but I was sort of on the sidelines of the project. And it, it was such a hard thing she had to do. She had to go through and compare everything, find all the quotes herself. But it helps me sleep tremendously, especially now that we have a kid. Also, it's, it's a bummer to talk about, but once you get it out of the way, you don't have to talk about it again. And that's where Policy Genius comes in. They make it the easiest and quickest possible situation you can have. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents, technology that makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers, just a few clicks, you're going to find the lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find 
Life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams, which, you know, I've always wanted to avoid unnecessary medical exams. Nothing new for your boy. So if that sounds like something you're into, Policy Genius can get it done. They also work for you, not the insurers. That means they don't have uh, some sort of quota they got to meet. They're not hitting like bonus numbers or anything. They just want you to get the best quote possible and the best insurance for you. So they're out for you, not the insurance companies, which I'll let you boy. That's what we're looking for. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, we're back. Welcome back to All Fantasy Everything Already in Progress. We're drafting magazine covers with our guest, author of Cover Story, the NBA and modern basketball as told through its most iconic magazine covers, Alex Wong. Alex, uh... It's time for your fourth pick. 2002, <laughs> February 2002 slam cover with the Clippers, Elton Brand, Lamar Odom, oh, yeah. Darius Miles wearing each other's jerseys backwards. Um, Elton's yeah. got the backwards hat. Lamar Odom's got the headband. Darius Miles got the do-rag. For me, it was cool because I wore jerseys backwards a couple times in high school. Um, just because everybody else was doing it. You were in high school. And also, there was a time when Lamar Odom, to me, was like one of the coolest players. Dude, and, he and was, there was cool. a time, And there was a time, that was the period, and I know the Clippers have gotten like a little better now, but like there was a time in those early 2000s when the Clippers were just cool. Like they, they were, were cool. part of like pop culture. I, I I think it's because of the Oh Boy video. You're probably right. The no, old boy video, right. the head pounds. Yeah, yeah, they were cool. It was like it was like this new. It was like the resurgence. It's what the Kings were had been trying to do. Is what I feel. Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's it, it. It was like if we were young, it's probably a little bit because we were so young. But also, like, there's never been an NBA team that felt more like hopeful, mm-hmm. or like, oh shit, what's about to happen. Yeah, I know, you know exactly what I mean. What like, mean. oh fuck, what's about to happen to the NBA? Are these guys about to like? I I don't even know what. Like, it seemed like bigger than they were about to like rattle off three championships or something like that. It was just like, oh shit, the whole game's about to change, and it kind of did. Like all these, I mean, Darius Miles did, and even Lamar Odom. Neither of them, and Elt Brand was a traditional power forward, but like those two guys were like the free Darko ass, like liberated basketball not uh, not married to a position kind of guys. That was like the promise of like Lamar Odom and Darius Miles to an extent. And neither of them ever got there, but the NBA did, like LeBron did. You know, like you have a 6'8", 280-pound dude playing point guard and all that shit. Like, and I guess that was just like the first crack in the ice, maybe. I don't know. It was Alex, an exciting like, time. Yeah. That was an exciting time. I, I, I totally agree with you. It was so exciting. What jerseys were you wearing, Alex? 
Oh man, how a Randy Moss Oakland Raiders jersey. Yeah. I used to wear a lot Straight of the, the cash, homie. You know, you know Let's the Mitchell talk about jerseys a little it, bit. It was like the Mitchell and S era, right? Yeah. So I think everybody had the Alex English, the Denver Nuggets, the rainbow, the the rainbow yeah. design. Dude, I had Lafonso Ellis jersey back in the day. Oh man, I like I like the Van Axel Nuggets, the the dark, the navy blue. Yeah. With the the copper kind of yeah. yeah yeah no I had an Antonio McDice Nuggets there we go you rocked it backwards to school Rashid Wall like just a couple times I saw people it. do it in rap videos I was like let me try this and then which uh, Rashid, I which stopped Rashid trying Wallace? It. which Rashid Wallace Washington Bullets I got oh, a Blazers man. one too though I got a Blazers <laughs> one too. my man my man that's what I was looking for you know what I was fishing for yeah, dude, I, got a Blazers I had one the too. fucking Damon Stoudemire Raptor dribbling a basketball yeah Damon that's, the, that's OG Charles yeah. Oakley Knicks I have a T Mac one of those right now Robert Ori Houston Rockets that's one of my favorite jerseys I own every Grand Hill jersey ever made I stole <laughs> yeah from the Sears. teal and all that God <laughs> damn all Grand jerseys Grant Hill jerseys were cool. Dude, everything right that said now. Hill on it, I was like, I'll be stealing that. Thank you very much. Derek Coleman, New Jersey Nets. Oh, yeah. So many. Like, Sean had a lot of Keith Van Horn merchandise, not necessarily <laughs> NBA licensed, but just Why? like Keith yeah, Van Horn. He just had like a shit. <laughs> Just Keith Van Horn sitting at a piano. Keith Van Horn. No, you guys were like, you guys were saying a couple. I think a couple episodes ago, like trying to pull off clothes, right? Like like hockey. Yeah. I think oh, hockey yeah. jerseys are one of them, jerseys. and that resonated with me so much because like I'm here in Canada, like like I own hockey jerseys, but like they're just like impossible to wear. I feel like I always look like a clown whenever I put it on. Yes. Yeah. What me kind too. of pants do you put on? Like sweats, but then you look like a clown. Like yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. You look like Adam Sandler. They're hard to yeah. fucking pull off, man. Like, like put it over a hoodie, it still looks weird. I don't know. For, for me, baseball jerseys is the easiest. Like, baseball yeah, jerseys is the easiest to wear. I had day a Griffey Mariners jersey that was. Oh, I think baseball jerseys are the coolest jerseys too. Like, I don't think there's a lot of jerseys cooler than like the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. I got a Spitfire baseball jersey dude. right now that's pretty dank. Well, that's different. Now it's sick. It's I get to wear a baseball jersey without having to like act like I like baseball. It's dank. I said it's dank. I baseball jerseys are the best at this, but I am uncomfortable <laughs> with any sports style jersey that's not affiliated directly with a team. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I understand. Okay. So when I brands understand. like when brands do jerseys, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't wear like yeah. a DC shoes basketball jersey or something. No, or like a lot of like people, a supreme, like a supreme baseball jersey. You're not doing that. No, baseball's yeah. the best at it. That's the closest it comes to me thinking it's cool. It's a pretty but good like, point. I never thought about that. What about a no limit football jersey though? Well, yeah, obviously. I'll, I was <laughs> I was born in one. I'll be buried in one. Yeah, like <laughs> going out the same way I came in. <laughs> That's a diff- that's a sport though, dude. No limit to sport. That's, yeah, I was gonna say what fucking what do you define as a sport? You know what was uh, cool for a little bit too? Well, probably not cool, but when when the poker boom was happening, like those oh, guys oh. used to have their own jerseys, like dude, full tilt did. poker, oh, yeah. like a Phil Ivy jersey. Like that was another Fuck. level too, man. I was a poker guy for a minute. Can I ask Chris Money Maker? Would it be crazy dude? if I designed my own jersey now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Ask a question, get an answer. All right. No. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I just you got to float it out there. You got you got to take chances. You know. Wait, let's, let's no. Let's interrogate it for a second. Let's interrogate it for a second. What sport jersey? I think it would have to be baseball. Baseball. Like I your name, name. Like your name in the back. A silent G. My a, name on the back. What would it be at the front of, though? That's the hard part. It's that Rolex. My football team is called the Wash Park Manglers. So maybe like Manglers. 
What if you steal heavy hitter crew from that baseball team that was called the heavy hitter crew? That's pretty cool. And it's two baseball bats crossed with a cartoon version of your face over them. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not like, like, guys, I'm not trying to force it. I'm just saying, like, I've always loved it when people wear their own clothing. I like I like hip hop jerseys, like like Rough Riders, Rough Riders records, like football jerseys. I thought yes. those were cool. They were cool. They were cool. Listen, we'll we'll talk about it later. I'll send you guys some sketches. I got some mockups. I got some mockups. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm I'm all I'm saying right now is maybe I answered too quickly. Okay, thank you. That's all. Yeah. I want. That's all I want. I just yeah. I just need a foot in the door. I just need a foot in the door. Sean Jordan, time for your fourth and then your final picks. As it is a serpentine draft. Okay. Well, I apologize for upsetting you, fine folks. I will. I will <laughs> stick. You, I will you? go back to my roots. Oh, you didn't upset anybody. I you're was right. just. I. You know what I mean. I was just. Uh... So do me a solid, all of you. You because you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But just Google Tom Penny August '96 Transworld, so you know this what I'm talking about. This is what I wanted, dude. So the first, the first like magazine, skate magazine that I ever remember seeing was this Transworld, and the cover. When you look at it, it's Tom Penny doing a blunt slide down this like big four block curved ledge and the blunt slides like where the back wheels and the board is straight up and the sunset in the background and the border like the maroon border kind of thing and just his hair and like how baggy his shit is like before i knew who tom penny was which if you know anything about skating tom penny is one of the best that was ever on a board one of the most stylish looked the coolest and i saw that and i was like that is that's like well, I was chasing that dragon. I still am. The whole, with every time I'm on a board, I'm like, I want someone to look at me and have the feeling that I got am currently getting when I'm describing it because it looks so icy and cool. You want somebody to see you can get a boner. Dude, it's if if that's, that the, makes that's the closest it's so thing. Because now I'm watching it and I'm like, that total, like, just I know you. I'm just like, yeah, that. Totally That's makes the sense. closest thing, like non-sexual thing that you're going to get where I'm, you can like it spark those same feelings as something Dude, like it that. It looks like never ending summer. It's beautiful. Like it looks yeah. like. And the thing is, so with this cover. And summer and like all, and fucking, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. There's no footage of this trick. So the thing is with what one thing is real cool about this is there's no footage of it. So nobody knows if he did it. You just have to respect the game enough to think like, yeah, he probably did it. This new kid, Ryan Desenzo, just did that trick. That, that exact trick that he's doing at that exact spot just did it like I think a month ago and there's footage of it. So it's kind of funny where you're like, oh man, I don't, I'm not happy about it. I wish nobody would have ever gone and done it. I think it's kind of whack that somebody did because up until that point, we were just assuming that Tom Penny was the one person that could like blunt slide that ledge and get away with it with no footage because he was that good and you just believe it. Uh, and he, he's like notoriously one of the best skaters. He only, he's kind of like, like to not like Nas, he had one amazing video part in Etney's High Five that like yeah. was just astonishing when you watch it. And then he never really had like another part that lived up to that. And he was always compared to that part. And that was his first part ever. So anyway, that was that was the first cover that went on my wall when I was a kid. I cut it out and I was like, I just tacked it onto my wall in the middle of nowhere. It just, you know, look at that. And then Years later, the whole wall was pictures out of magazines. But that was the very first one. First skateboard magazine I ever got was that and that cover. And it's still hands down the best cover in the world to me as far as skate magazines go. That's fucking sick. So there's that one. And then the second one, uh, this will be my fifth pick. I'll, I'll go quick. But So Google Jeremy Ray Thrasher 98. Tell me it should be Jeremy Ray 
ollieing from one like oil, oil, you know, those like, Oh, I've seen that hundred foot I, I high, like oil drums or whatever. I know so, that before. That is a really cool picture. So when that came out, what it is, is Jeremy Ray ollieing. Like, I think it's like 30 feet. Maybe I'm crazy, but it's a, it's long. No, 30 feet. It's a long ways. And he's ollieing from one like tower to another. And the, shot came out before the footage and then when you see the footage it was in the plan b industry section of 411 volume 30 i think so you see the footage and you see how big it is but what you don't what you don't see in the cover is that every time he tried it and didn't do it his board would fall to the ground and he would have to jump run and jump over to the other side and that is scarier to me than him doing it because he just jumped it with his feet and uh anyway that was the first like death defying where you're like geez you could get fucked up you if you didn't up out of here like if he hit a rock or anything it would just be you know it's a wrap so that one where it's I, you remember i saw it and i was just like holy shit that's when i was happy that i wasn't going to be a professional skateboarder or like a sponsored skater because i'm like no that's dangerous i don't want to be yeah. doing that um so yeah that one that was the other one where it's like it's like absolute game changer seeing that cover that's fucking crazy he's so small in that picture and he, so there was just a little expose, I think, on Jenkum with him where he drove, he went back to it. And he wait, was, wait, he was wait, like, wait. An expose on what? <laughs> it's called Jenkum. I know it. there's a skate magazine called Jenkum, which Jenkum. And gross. when you say Jenkum, you mean? <laughs> I mean the gross Jenkum. That's why they named their magazine that. But anyway, Jeremy Ray was like, I drove by this every day for years and one day just decided to try to do it. And then I did it. <laughs> it's fucking insane to me. To look at that and be like, I should ollie from one of those to the other. Crazy, crazy shit. Some of us just look at the world different. Yeah, not me, man. Black and white and silk shirts are okay for kids. They're not okay for kids. They're not okay for kids. Um, <laughs> Alex, time for your final pick, the lightning round. Final pick. Apologies to Jeremy Lynn. Going to skip you this time. Maybe next draft. Um, 1996. <laughs> November 96. GQ Men of the Year cover with Jerry Seinfeld, Mel Gibson, and Michael Jordan. I just feel like, you know, as someone who, you know, grew up in the 90s, this really just captured everything, right? Like Seinfeld. We talked about right. Jordan earlier. I guess Mel Gibson was big at the time because of Braveheart, I want to say. Yeah. It's probably the Braveheart era. <laughs> Definitely not this era. But um Yeah. Was that Braveheart? I, I, I just love um I just love old nineties magazine covers that just take you to like a very specific moment in time. Like I feel like if anybody asked me about the nineties and asked me to show them a cover, I'd probably show them this one and be like, Yeah, this was very nineties and of the time. Totally. You could do a lot worse. Now, all three of those men, different reputations now than when that picture Serious, was taken. I was thinking that where it's like at the time, you you were like, yeah, the, the gentleman of the 90s. And now yeah. you're like, I don't know. They're all kind of kind of gnarly. <laughs> kind of. Also, Michael Jordan looking like pretty good in the suit. Michael for, Jordan's probably the best out of those three still, for which is pretty wild. Ankles. I mean, Michael Jordan's still hot. Yeah, he is. But I'm saying like, you know, Michael Jordan's not really problematic it per se he was just like a dick he's not a great guy <laughs> no he's not yeah. but, the, but the other two did like some actual bad stuff michael jordan's just like a dick you know yeah absolutely uh excellent pick david time for your final pick march simpson on playboy oh yeah <laughs> dang i was gonna take that oh really yeah <laughs> i love yeah, it I mean, it's like great it's classic 
I was always a March head anyways. We uh, were all Googling it anyway. It's yeah, like, let's go ahead yeah. and let's it go ahead and popping do it. up. We've yeah. all seen the bootleg <laughs> cartoons. Let's make it official. <laughs> Those things that you want to click on over the porn sometimes where you're like, this is more interesting. I want to watch it. It's a lot better than when Why does um, it always make? Why does it always make from Family Guy? Yeah, it's always it's weird, man. Maybe she's attainable. That's what people say. Also, I saw Nermal on the cover of Swank once. That was weird. I don't like that. Is no. Swank like the Swank's the one of the gnarlier ones? Yeah, I think it's one of the gnarlier ones. Yeah. No. Um excellent pick. <laughs> I think it's one of the gnarlier ones. <laughs> My final pick, the Rolling Stone magazine. The year is 1998. Hello Nasty is the album. And the Beastie Boys on the cover of Rolling Stone, dressed like kind of like a YMCA basketball team. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking rad. Just cool dudes. They were another where you're like, they they didn't feel to me like they were doing too much different than what they did in life. They were just cool. They just were cool all the time yeah. their whole lives anyway. just fucking cool guys and now i live right down the street from where their california record label and their offices was so sick you know what i was thinking about that them like literally like three days ago i was thinking about them because like fight for your right to party is such like a dickhead song like they're dicks <laughs> yeah like oh, yeah Hooligans. like they're like your your parents don't want you to smoke Fuck them. <laughs> your mom threw out your porn, and they're yeah. like, "You gotta fight for that shit." <laughs> like, no, dude. <laughs> to their credit, they later came out and were like, "Ooh, we were uh, we we were joking." You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah, like, it's still yeah. pretty fucking funny that they came out with it in the first place. I love Did it. Did you watch the Apple TV documentary about them? So good. The live one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I read the book. I got Very the doc. Good. Yeah, awesome. Um. Those are our picks. Marissa, do you have a pick? I know David took your uh, Marge Simpson porno. My pick was Marge Simpson. I just remember it don't being so Marge iconic. Don't say Marge Simpson porno. That's Marge different. Simpson porno, dude. <laughs> don't, don't say it like that. Marissa, you can't take Marge Simpson porno. David took the Marge Simpson David, porno. David mm-hmm. picked a live video for his last pick of magazine covers, and it was a Marge Simpson porn from Pornhub. Do you have a backup, Marissa? With Peter uh, Griffin. I do not. I just wanted to shout out that, yeah, he was like the first, I guess, cartoon character ever depicted on a Playboy magazine, and I remember that being like the the biggest news when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. whoa, are they going to show her naked? <laughs> I've only drawn that. <laughs> I was going to say, got drawn a lot a lot sooner, but yeah. I love it. I love it. Also, Swank is dirty. Yeah, Swank's yeah, dirty. One of the you looking up Swank right now? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. going to get flagged. The hotel's going to fucking move you to a different room, dude. <laughs> uh, you got to go downstairs. Sean Jordan, you went first. You took the Death Row Vibe cover, the Life Magazine, Ali Overliston, Time Magazine's 2009 Shepherd Fairy print of Barack Obama, then the Tom Penny August 96 Trans World picture, Jeremy Ray and Thrasher going from Oil Derrick to Oil Derrick or Oil Barrel, whatever they are. Alex, you went second. You took the Mar- uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in togas and sandals on SI. The Maya cover of King Magazine from 2003, the 1999 XXL Ja Rule, Jay-Z, and DMX Murder, Inc. cover, the February 2002 Slam Magazine with the Clippers, and then the GQ from November of 96 with Seinfeld, Mel Gibby, and Michael Jordan on the cover. <laughs> David, you went third. You took the Janet Jackson Titties Rolling Stone, The Source, <laughs> Biggie and the Twin Towers, February 2002 Sports Illustrated with LeBron, The Chosen One. The National Geographic Afghan Woman, and then Marge on the cover of Playboy. I went last. I took, if you don't buy this magazine, we're going to kill this dog, which we all think is very funny. National Lampoon. So <laughs> uh, 1998, Sports Illustrated, the Bulls gambling on the uh, floor of their team plane. Sarah Silverman's Heeb magazine cover. 
Larry David's GQ magazine cover, and the Beastie Boys 98 Rolling Stone magazine cover. Jew, 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 Jew. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. We left a lot of good stuff on the board, some amazing uh, ones. That, that Seinfeld where they were all wearing leather, I had that on my list. Yeah. TLC on Vibe, Snoop and, Snoop and Dre. I had to try so hard to make it not all 90s hip hop, honestly. ESPN, ESPN the magazine, I was going to do Steve Francis and Destiny's Child. Oh, yeah. Oh, who was the dude on the naked issue? Well, there's the Prince Fielder one. Prince Fielder. Dude. Prince Fielder. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. There was there was one I tried to find, and I couldn't find any proof, but I remembered it was Clyde Drexler on Sport SI for Kids with the airplane wings. I couldn't find it anywhere to prove that it was a real magazine cover. Oh, you talking about Clyde the Clyde? Clyde the Clyde. Clyde that was Clyde real, Drexler. right? I'm not making that up. It was a cover so. for SI for Kids. I swear to God, but I couldn't find it, so I, I couldn't pick it. I, didn't, I never read SI for Kids. I found it... Pedantic. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found it pedantic. Am I using I just, that right? I found. I no. No, <laughs> I was a, there was a John Belushi Rolling Stone that was John Belushi more than just a pretty face with him on the cover that I thought was really funny. That's hilarious. I think Seinfeld had a Playboy too. Oh yeah, probably. If I'm not mistaken, uh, there's a fucking Sports Illustrated with a Vander Holyfield on it where he's punching someone in the face and it just says revenge because it was like him beating <laughs> someone. Like, it's yeah. awesome. It's I was going to fucking... do, I was going to do a bunch of WWF magazines too, from the nineties. Oh, yeah. There was like yeah. a one with Brett, the Hitman Hart and Bart Simpson. Speaking of Simpsons, it was like the heart foundation. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, man. Did you guys know swank magazines been around since 1941? Get off the swank page, dude. <laughs> Of course, it came out right at the beginning of WW2. <laughs> they were sending that overseas. That's to the when fucking, we needed it the most. The boys in the trenches. Uh, and a big, big shout out to the now this is going to be fun Sports Illustrated magazine cover. As a Portland Trailblazer fan, it was fun. It was. Yeah, you'll you'll get to the epilogue. You'll you'll read about it in cover story. Oh, yeah. also that wait. AI is it the Sports Illustrated? Uh, yes, it's a slam, dude. Yeah, or the slam, the Allen Iverson. Oh yeah, the Soul on Ice one. Yeah, God, that guy's cool. There, man. there was a double XL one of all of Wu Tang in their prime, and yeah, I think there it was. was at Yankee Stadium. They they wore the Yankees jerseys, and, and the tagline was "The House That RZA Built," which mm, I thought was awesome. a super cool one yeah. at the time. Sean's more of a Jizza guy, but we don't like to talk about Sean it. Sean loves nah, the Jizza, dude. We want to hear yours. Hit us up at All Fantasy Pod on Twitter, All Fantasy Podcast at gmail.com. Shout out to everyone on the AFE Patreon. Thank you for holding us down. Shout out to everyone on the Shaslackity. Shout out to everyone on the AFE subreddit. Shout out to Saint Sue Carmel. Make sure you follow Alex on Twitter, Stephen underscore LeBron, Stephen LeBron on Instagram. Make sure you cop cover story. Available now anywhere fine books are sold. Get it through a bookstore, y'all. Get it through a bookstore. Shout out to Frankie Ocean. Shout out to Sid the Dude. Shout out to Haji Beats. Uh, and more important than all of that, tune in again next week to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Swank Magazine since 1941. That was a HeadGum Podcast.